Blog Talk Radio. Peace to the gods, peace to the gods. You're listening to High Frequency Radio. I'm your host, Yusuf L. Good to be back on the air, y'all. Let me um do some uh let me do some uh mic checking real quick. You know, I ain't been on in a while. I ain't been using this this blog talk stuff in a minute and everything. I had to make sure everything's working okay. Y'all can hear me out of sound, everything crystal clean. Are they charging y'all? Let me see. Testing, testing. All right, I got it, I got it. Okay, everything's okay. All right. All right, y'all. Sorry about that. Making sure I was coming through okay. Make sure all the sound levels are all right and everything. Get back to my forte, you know, getting on the air. I had to get back on the air, man, because it'd be too many people talking mess on YouTube. I got like, a, I need a direct link and everything. But, you know, YouTube been cool. Though. I, you know, I like you. I like making videos. I don't know if y'all... And that's another passion of mine that I've developed is making videos. Love that. I want to make some movies eventually. But anyway, good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday morning. It is the last day of the year. As a matter of fact, this is the anniversary of my damn divorce and everything. I, I, I was divorced on December 31st. I ain't going to tell you how the year. It's been a long damn time. Well, my damn divorce was finalized on December 31st. Every time December 31st rolls around, it's another year. (laughs) A new year is rolling up, you know, um, high frequency radio. Uh, I first came on the air December 15th, 2012. So I've been on the air about six years now. You know, high frequency radio been rolling about six years. So I want to thank all the support out there. You know, I kind of switched over to YouTube. My man been holding it down over here while in my uh, in my absence, but uh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm, I'm gonna get to it. You know, I, I was kind of like uh, listening to, you know, over on the, on on the other channel and everything. You got a lot of people who uh, make statements and so forth and. You know, one thing that really, really gets under my skin, this, this this just gets under my skin more than anything, is when somebody says the people are not sovereign. I just don't understand how somebody can make that kind of a uh, statement. You know, it's like, what are you, some sort of communist? You know, it's like, it's almost like a communist type of, uh, of statement or something to that effect. Because I'm going to tell you what I hear the first time I hear sovereign. What I hear the first time I hear sovereign is I think about the creator of the boundless universe and everything he gave to me. That's the position I always come from because we are the creators of our reality, each individual. Now, there are some individuals out there who may not believe that or they believe that and they want you to know that. And if you notice something about anti-sovereigns, 
pay attention to anti-sovereigns. Anti-sovereigns are not spiritual people. That is the unifying theme about all of them. They are not spiritual people. They are 100% physical. You will never catch them mentioning anything, something spiritual, or they'll be talking derogatory about it or something like that, talking about the Bible ain't real or, you know, that don't have nothing to do with that. You know, they will not associate anything spiritual with anything. Whereas, you know, from my position, you know, how I tend to think is, you know, everything is spiritual. You know, you can't get away from anything. You can't separate the two. There's no such thing as, you know, something being not spiritual. Everything starts in the spirit and then, you know, comes into the physical world. So, you know, to me, that's how I tend to think. And, you know, I kind of question these individuals and I think that's the, uh, the battle that we're having out here. You know, I've been paying attention a lot to these, um, to this liberal side, you know, liberal, I, I see they've coined this phrase liberal, you know, I've been doing a lot of research on that now. And this word liberal to me is just a just a, a placeholder for the word Jew, um, in my opinion. You know, uh, you know, that's from from what I can see. I was reading an article uh, today about you know why so many uh, Jews are Democrats and uh, so forth. And you know, I was just kind of listening and I'm, and, and, and and I'm looking at all this because I'm looking at the agendas. I don't know if y'all pay attention to things. I pay attention to things. I do a lot of research, as y'all can y'all can pretty much tell. And one thing that I've noticed is um, the methodology used to cast doubt on the truth. And all of them kind of much use the same um, the same methodology. Um, one of them is ridicule. Uh, one of them is defamation, defamation, ridicule, and um, and a dependency. This is what I see too: a heavy dependency on the general population remaining ignorant. A heavy dependency on the general population remaining ignorant. They put a lot of stock in the fact that they can count on most of the population never picking up a book and reading anything, because. Some of the things that these people say is so ridiculous. It's like, why are you even making this argument? All you got to do is pick up a book and it's right there in front of your face. Like I was watching this guy in, um, in uh, Egypt, Akala, you know, he's having, he gave a speech over at Oxford. And then I'm reading the comment section and everybody, all oh, these are lies. You know, the white man uh, built Egypt and all this. I'm like, you know, and he's quoting Herodotus and, uh, a lot of other, all the Greek philosophers and just about everybody in ancient history is telling you, you know, these people are black. And, you know, they'll just, and you can go over there and look on the walls and you can see it. With all these facts in front of your face, they will still come out and say, well, no, nah, that's not true. You know, none of that is true. And I'm like, you, for you to be saying this publicly, you've got to really be counting on the fact that people aren't paying attention. They're not reading or, you know, you just really think people are stupid. And, you know, that's what I'm seeing. And it and that translates over into other things, y'all. Y'all got to understand, it translates into other things. They they think that everyone is stupid. And I found that out very, very early in my career. Very early in my career. Um, and that is why I go to such great lengths 
of documenting and detailing my videos as much as I can, you know, as much as humanly possible for one man to do. I don't have a crew of people helping me or anything like that. I make the slides. I do the music. I, you know, I do everything myself. And uh, sometimes it takes as long as a week to make a video. Somebody said, why you haven't did a video on the, uh, on the, uh, uh, what is that? The, um, the slave, uh, somebody wants me to do a, a, a video on, um, um, what is a slave? I can't escape in my mind right now, but the damn court opinion is long as hell. It's long. And, uh, I'm like, man, take me about two weeks to do a video on that. You know, I don't know if I got the energy. Then nobody won't donate for it. You know, it's like, you know, like I want to do a video on creditors and their bonds. I'm gonna put a a, a donation button right there in the uh, uh, in the um, in the message section of this video. If everybody listening to this video just donate one dollar, I'll do it. Just one dollar. And that's all I'm asking. You know, because. People get mad at you, you know, for asking for money or charging for stuff, but you ask for a donation, you know, y'all can keep all this stuff going for free just to, to do, just donate to the people who are doing all the research. That's why they have, they, that's what they do in their organizations. They donate to their research groups. Donate to your research group. Keep donating and keep it going. You know, I understand why they do that because the people who are researching, they have the wherewithal, they have the DNA for it. You don't. And so you got to support the people going to go out and find the information for you and everything and put it out in a format that you can assimilate. You got to do that. You know, you got to support um, your researchers, not just me, all of them. You know, I'm not the only researcher out there. You need to, you know, support all of them and donate. So we don't have to charge. So we don't have to, you know, do things like that. We'll put everything on YouTube for free. Hell. But anyway, but anyway, they use this methodology of, you know, to, deceive people to put cast doubt in people's minds and so forth uh to make you not believe so you got to do all this documentation and be very thorough with, with everything that you're doing because somebody's going to roll along and after you did just about you know 48 hours of research in two seconds they're going to say that's bullshit you're lying to the people I'm like and i just been research i just put in ten thousand hours in this and you're going to sit here and tell me in two seconds i don't understand what i'm talking about or they'll tell you that you have misinterpreted something, you know. And that is why I went hard. If y'all want to know what moves me, what moves me is that early on in this, you know, I first got into it, I think about a year after I was into this, uh, they sent an undercover agent to me. I was locked up in the county jail. They do send undercovers in you at jail, and some of them will talk to you and let you know who they are, depending on your, um, you know. He was talking to me, and... um you know, he was telling me how they weren't going to let me in court. It was a lot of other things. And I said, I told him, I said, you know what? They think we stupid, but, you know, our people built the pyramids. And he gave me this look and he said, yeah, you're correct. I was shocked when he agreed with me. But the thing was is, is that that something that burned in me, I said, the audacity of these people to think that we're not intelligent, that it is beyond our this, this information is too transcendent for our capacity to understand that we can't internalize the information and understand it, that we can't look up words and determine what's the proper sense to use in, in, in a, a certain situation and things like that. Or we can't understand jurisdiction or we can't understand spirituality. You know, when we're the teachers and the, and, and uh, you know, and the grantors of spirituality to the entire planet. So these are some of the things that moved me because, you know, that was the biggest thing. You know, it was like 
Well, you know, y'all, we don't have anything to worry about. These people are not intelligent enough to understand this. And it is daunting when you look at it. You know, you look at all the books and mounds and mounds of paper you asked to read. And, you know, it just looks very daunting. It's a very daunting task to try and, you know, comprehend or assimilate a lot of this information. And uh, but, you know, it's not hard. It's really not hard. That's the deception. You know, it, you know, they give it the appearance of being difficult. But once you understand how your mind works, you got to understand how your brain works. You got to understand that you got to read something seven times for the brain cells to start forming that will have they'll have the presence to assimilate the information you're trying to uh, uh, trying to get in. You know, there's certain things like that, learning how your brain works and, you know, things like that. This stuff is simple. It's not difficult at all. Another thing is this, is that um, the reason I do so much, because people will say, well, why would you put up copper moonshine steels or, you know, how to sign your signature without liability or um, just a multitude of videos that I put up. And, you know, the naysayers, they think I have some sort of agenda or something like that. I'm going to tell you what my agenda is. My agenda, first and foremost, is to get people reading again. Um, Second and foremost, to get people to stop charging for things that, you know, kind of readily available on the Internet or they don't give proper um, credit for where something came from. You know, they won't give the credit. They'll make it seem like it's something new or something. They created it or something like that. And they're not giving... um, homage to the researchers that came before. And I'm real big on that. You know, you always hear me talking about people. So I started, uh, you know, kind of just putting stuff out there to start getting, letting you see that, you know, a lot of this stuff has already been written about by other researchers a long time ago. A lot of the answers to your questions are already available to you. If you'll just take the time to just read them. And I know some people can't read, won't read and things like that. So I'll put it in an audio book for you. But that's what really moves me though, is the fact that, um, you know, that they think we're stupid. And the next one is that I'm just trying to make uh, spread awareness. It's not so much trying to give people remedies. See, the other, the other group of people, they only concern, they, they always talk about, you know, what's the remedy? What's the remedy? Okay, aren't you concerned of um, spreading awareness about this, making everybody in America aware of what's going on so we can institute some sort of change? So we won't have to worry about giving remedies or anything like that. You know, we just change the whole system up. And people can be free the way that they were intended to be free. And I have to deal with any of this nonsense uh, that's going on. You know, that's my higher purpose. I don't know what other people's purpose is, but my purpose is, you know, to spread awareness. You know, it's not necessarily to show you what the answer is. You know, you can seek your own answers. Everybody, you know, with this type of information, um, remedies, there are many different type of remedies. There's not just one remedy. There are many different kinds. And you have to tailor-make your remedy for your particular situation. It's custom-tailored for you. But you can't, you know, do boilerplate documents and expect it to have this, um, uh, you know, this blanket effect over different circumstances, and the same thing applies for each individual circumstance. That's not going to happen. So, and also, you got to have internalized the information so you have an understanding of it. You know what you're doing. You know why you're filing this paper. You know what the contents of this paper, every line and every word of it, what it means and what it's saying. You know, that's where your confidence is derived from. Also, is you just get into a thorough understanding of it. So that's what it's all about. But now, to get back to the topic of this particular show, 
What does it mean to be a sovereign? It's spiritual. Okay, the first word that should come to your mind when you hear the word sovereign is, I think for myself. Don't you have the right to think for yourself? You know, do you think for yourself or do you let other people think for you? And that's what's trying to happen when somebody says, you can't be a sovereign. You surveil, you piece of shit. Why are you telling people that? Why are you lying to the people? You know that government is government is the God. Government is the one that has control over everything. We deposited the sovereignty of the people with the government. You damn idiot. Is what you're going to hear. And this don't make any sense because for the government to be sovereign, somebody would for somebody to grant authority to someone that authority had to reside in that person in the, say, in the first place. This is something that uh, the first Supreme Court justice was saying. John Jay and a lot of those guys saying, like, yeah, this shit don't, this shit defies logic. I mean, what are you talking about the government is sovereign? You, the, the people would have to be sovereign first for us, them to get a grant of power from us. It'd, it'd be some common sense shit that they'd be seeming to miss. I don't understand what, what it is, but a lot of the people, the anti-sovereigns, you know, they posture themselves as intelligent people. And, you know, to me, they're not intelligent at all. they damn fools. I look at them, you know, they kind of look, you know, they kind of look at us as intelligent. I look at them as seriously, un- you know, lacking in the area of intelligence. You know, it's just me. I look at these people. I'm like, God, motherfuckers are stupid as hell. You read? You know, you know, it's like, I think about it. I really do. But it's so pervasive in the country. They can get away with it. You know, when I, I posted that, um, that video, um, Phil Donahue, uh, interviewing James, uh, 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 what is the name, James Wickstrom. You know, a lot of people was telling me back in the day, right, uh, you know, I had people call me and they'd be telling me, you sound like the posse comitatus. They were a, uh, they were a uh, skinhead white power organization. And I had been in this a long time, so I knew that was, was some bullshit. You know, I'm like, man, you knew and shit. You just believe whatever these motherfuckers tell you in the media. That's not what it is at all. So I put up a video showing some black people, they before Congress, there's some blacks in it, and let this black man explain it to you. It's not a racist, skinhead organization. They talking about the same thing. Well, you know, that's that posse commentatus thing you got from them and everything. I'm like, yeah, everybody's talking about the same. You might change the name of the organization, but the substance of what being discussed, yeah, it hasn't changed very much because it's been on point from the very beginning. And it's still on point. It's the truth. The truth is that we have a government of laws, okay? And they were a nation of laws. And our government has three branches. They are legislative, executive, and judicial, okay? The third, Article Three protects private rights. The, under Article One, they've created the 14th Amendment, which is this congressionally created citizenship. Congress created it. This should be something else that should be common sense, too. Okay, we are the masters. They are the servants. The servant can't grant me a goddamn citizenship. So whatever this goddamn citizenship they created was for some, served another purpose. They said it was originally for black people. I can understand that. Slaves and so forth, all right? That's something that was created for them, all right? I'm not a slave, never been a slave, anything like that, all right? So here's the thing. 
We have separation of powers. Okay, you got to understand the seven principles of the Constitution. Under Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3, there is the Commerce Clause. Under Article 1, Section 8, Clause 9, they have the right to constitute tribunals that are inferior to the Supreme Court. Many people get mixed up with that because in Article 3, Section 2, you will also see them reference and every and else in all its powers that are reserved to Congress on the courts. But you got to remember, that's why you got to remember separation of powers. Okay, these congressional courts are not Article Three courts. A lot of people think because in Article Three, Section 2, it mentions Congress, that Congress has the ability to create Article Three courts. No, they don't. No, they don't. That's the judicial power. You got to understand what a judicial power is. They have a judicial power, but it's only within the grant, uh, only within the scope of the powers that have been granted to them. And you'll see the full scope of those powers in Article 1, Section 8, all of Section 8. So they can only adjudicate matters in their courts, in these federal courts, that have been adjudicated to them or have been delegated to them under Article 1, Section 8. I've read so many different articles over the years from uh, guys. They talk about military courts and things like this and all this. And I'm like, these guys, you know, I mean, I mean, guys who look like are respected out here. And, I'm, and, you know, just doing my own research, I'm like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. How you, you know, they're military courts. They'll say they're military courts. And I'm like, I'm not seeing how it's a military court. You know, it's a, well, it's because we're under martial law, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all, start talking about the Libra Code, what Lincoln did. And so forth like that. And I understand that, understand what you're saying, but it all still goes back to the Constitution. You know, they cannot exercise the power that's not been delegated to them. I'm, I've been in jail. I've been in the jail system. I read indictments every day. And all every time I read an indictment, it says that you violated interstate commerce. You go look at Winston Shroud's indictment. It's interstate commerce. Takashi 69. It's interstate commerce. Heather Ann Tushy. Interstate commerce. Look, read any of their indictments. It's going to say you violated interstate commerce. And the Commerce Clause is in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3. And if we got separation of powers, the other two branches of government can't interfere with that branch. So what are they telling you? What are they telling you? They're enforcing statutes that are promulgated by Congress. These are statutes. So you're not going into a true justice system. God judges everybody with equity because God has a contract with you called covenant god deals in contracts contract makes the law what is it that you agreed to that's what makes you sovereign what makes you sovereign is you have the ability to contract unlimited and let's look at something else real quick i want y'all to think about this too constitution is a trust document i'm an earnest student of trust law trust law is the most important thing that you can master as a matter of fact, I recommend mastering trust law before a secure party. I really do. That's from the heart. That's on everything I love. Well, you pick up anything on secure party, you should study trust law. I really believe it goes in that order. The reason why is there's something I learned in trust law. Okay, trust law, trust are based off contract. Everybody's going to be a party to the trust has to sign a contract. They have to contract with the trust. Okay, the Constitution is public law. It's a trust document. Everybody who's going to be a party to that trust, they have to be involved in some sort of contract in some kind of way. Also, the trustees are the ones that have all the power. The beneficiaries don't. However, the beneficiaries manage the trust for the benefit of the beneficiaries. Okay? The beneficiaries, they, they they, they don't have the power 
However, everything's done for their benefit. The trustees have all the power. The trustees have all the power and trust. Okay, and if it's an irrevocable trust, they definitely have all of the power. Okay, the grantor doesn't have any power. Once he signs the contract and exchanges all the property and forms the trust and selects the trustees and issue trust activities for the beneficiaries and they start administering the trust, the grantee's out. The grantee can become a manager or he can he become a beneficiary. He's not a trustee. You know, so these are the things I'm seeing, you know, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking about, unless it's a grant or trust, I'll take that back. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm right now I'm thinking of uh, unincorporated business organization. Let me take that back, which is what I believe that the Constitution is. And I believe all these birth certificates represent trust certificates. They represent your prorated interest in a distribution from the trust. They call you a beneficiary. You're a beneficiary. Okay. You're not a trustee even though they kind of put you in this capacity as trustee because you have like a duty to file papers and sign documents and things like that. Cause so you kind of serve in kind of like a dual role, but ultimately at the end of the day, you are a beneficiary and that beneficial interest has value and that value can be placed in a trust. But I think you should study trust law because when you look at the constitution, just take the constitution and put it next to a trust document. They look exactly the same. Okay. You got, the preamble of the Constitution is the Declaration of Trust. And then you have the articles, just like in a trust document, all the different articles. The delegation of powers for the trustees, that's in there in each of the branches. Right? The, de- the power has been delegated to each of them and so forth. It's a trust document. These guys were very knowledgeable about trust who drafted this instrument. You can see it. You can see it. It's a trust document. But you have you have the right not to be a party to the trust. You know, I, I read a case where it says that the private man is not a party to the Constitution, you know, because the Constitution is what? It's public law. It's not, it don't have anything to do with the private. And it's this public and private I see that most people haven't gotten a hold of. A lot of people didn't grasp it in their mind. That is something else that you should spend a lot of energy just studying is what is the difference between public and private. Understand that the Constitution has application on the public side. You have a right to be, um, you know, I, got, I had a um, video da- taken down off my YouTube page. It was, it was like, do you really understand the private side? And I b- went back and forth with YouTube. I can't understand why they took that video down. And the only thing I can think of is because I was educating people about public and private. Because once you understand privacy, you can understand that why racism still exists. The reason racism still exists, they can't legislate on racism in the private. They can legislate on racism in the public. They can in the private. People have a right to be racist in the private if they want to be. They can be partial. They can do whatever they want. Sexist. You can be whatever you want to be in the private. So if it's some, And people, they, they, they'll be outraged about something that they see out in the world, but they have it in their minds. Well, is this public? Does this public? Because it falls under the, if it's public, then it falls under equal rights protection clause under the Constitution. But if it's private, it doesn't. There's a million case laws that tell you that. A million and one. And I put the case law in that video to show people that. And these are things you have to understand. So being sovereign is, is uh, synonymous with being private. The superior man stays in his own domain. The superior man stays in his own domain. 
You're superior in your own domain. When you say you're sovereign, does that mean that you are the creator of the boundless universe? Just like when I call, say, peace to the gods, I'm, when, if I call you a god, I'm not calling you the creator of the boundless universe. A lot of re- ignorant religious people. I'm not going to say religious people. I'm going to say it, it, ignorant theologians. Because theology and religion are two separate things. Religion is something that is inherent in you. All people have this inherent um, feeling that there is a higher power and so forth. Theology is when these people try to explain, interpret, and make things up for you, and try to explain it for you, as if they have some, uh, somehow have a vaster knowledge about God than everybody else, when they are finite beings and the finite cannot, cannot circumscribe the infinite. It's really, it's really interesting. Um, but they will tell you these things. So, when you're a god or sovereign, okay, where that begins is in your ability to think for yourself. Coming into a conscious understanding of what the conscious and subconscious mind are, how they interact with each other, and the power that each possesses. Everyone has a free will. Free will is another synonymous term for sovereignty. I have free will. How are you going to tell me I'm not sovereign? And are you, what are you telling me I don't have free will? What do you mean? You're talking about sovereignty in the political sense? Okay, the United States does have sovereignty, but they have a qualified sovereignty. That qualified so- sovereignty exists only under Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17, which is that 10-mile square in Washington, D.C., and all their insular possessions. That's where their sovereignty resides. Plenty of case law to support that. Plenty of case law to support that. Supreme Court has said, yeah, they have sovereignty. They have a qualified sovereignty. That's what it's called. Qualified. You can Google it. Google qualified sovereignty of the United States. See what it says. All right. They have a qualified sovereignty. They ultimate supreme. They ultimate, they supreme in their own domain. So once we find out that they are supreme in their own domain, we got to, you know, we got to find out, well, what are, what is their own, what is their domain? Well, it has to be, it has to be, uh, put somewhere in the Constitution, and that's where Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17 comes in. But likewise, you have a uh, sovereignty that exists, and you have your own domain, and it is on the private side and within contract. Rights are created through contracts. I found that in the law library. It just, you know, it just made me understand things so much more. It took me to a different level. Rights are created through contracts. Remember that. Rights are created through contracts. And they are enforced in equity courts. The first contract that you make is with the creator. What is your moral code? How are you going to govern yourself accordingly? How are you going to interact with your fellow man? How are you going to demonstrate civility towards your fellow man? The next is the contract you have with your wife, because you were commanded to be fruitful and multiply. That's the first thing came out the creator's mouth. Everybody talk about God and so forth. So that's why that's another reason I can't go with the liberals and everything, because they want to kill babies and do all this kind of stuff. I, I I just look at that. I look at that. I look at that party as dysfunctional. I really do. It's just my just my just my uh, that's my opinion. But they dysfunctional. You know, 
Any liberals want to call me, call in and debate me on it, you're welcome to. Because I'm in a debate mode today. But they dysfunctional. Uh, and this is where your sovereignty resides. It's some simple thing. Do not make this complex. You have to re- If you have not read the Constitution, you need to read the Constitution. Do not die. And you have never picked up and read the Constitution. The first time I read the Constitution, it, it because I, if I don't know if some of y'all might be new, y'all remember the story. You know, I was in jail and I was doing legal work. And, you know, one of the majors came in, a sheriff, he's a major. He came in said, Jones, you always talk about the Constitution. I bet you ain't never read the Constitution. I was like, damn, you know, I'm sitting here trying to teach people and everything. And I ain't ever read, I ain't read this thing through and through. So not only did I read it, because I, I don't like being put on blast like that. Not only did I read it, I also studied the maxims of law in the back, because they have a copy of the Constitution in the back of a Black's Law 8th edition, as well as the maxims of law. And I say I found some very, very interesting maxims of law. One in particular is make an example of one so the many will see. That they will make an example out of people, out of you, to deter other people from doing something, even if that person, what he's doing is right. And that's because the, they have a prime directive in the public, and that is to protect the public at all costs. It's almost like a self-preservation thing. Like, you know, like it's against the law to kill somebody, but if somebody trying to kill you, well, it's a different story. Well, that's kind of like the public is. The public, they don't want to kill nobody, but if you're trying to kill them, all bets are off. All bets are off. I found that in the back of a Black Thought 8th edition. Y'all want to look for it. I know people like to go behind me and see if I'm telling what I'm telling you is true or not. But anyway, I'm going to open up the phone lines today. I want want to interact with some people. Call the number is 424-222-5250. I'm not going to be on long today. I got, what time is it? I I got some business to take care of today. But call in numbers 424-222-5250. Push one on your phone. If you have a question about anything, you want to, uh, or if you have any questions you want to ask me. All right, all right. People call, man, my boy just lit up. All right, 802-6872, you're on the line. What's on your mind? Yes, Brother Yusuf, this is Ray Love in Vermont. I would like to extricate my uh, original birth certificate or live birth statement from this. It's in a vault that the state's holding for another 44 years. And I don't know, I'm wondering how to do that in the, on, from the private side, not traverse I, I into the I don't, public I don't know. domain. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to get it. I tried to get mine. You know, I went, did you go to vital statistics and ask them? Oh yeah. Yeah. What they tell you? What they tell you? Um, they said that they could get me a copy in the process that if the parents had, had a filed pre-release documents, it could be released to me some data. Um, but they'd never put a seal on it. And honestly, as a Christian, I'd like to have my original property 
And uh, okay, they don't look yeah. at it as your property. They look at it. As, okay, I'm gonna tell you, it's kind of like once again, you study trust law, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Like when you're issued a trust certificate as a beneficiary, it's not it's not really yours. It's the okay. property of the trust. You know, and you can see that in the trust. That now they put they spelled that all out in a trust document. Um, some trust certificates are transferable, some are not, depending on you know if they want to make it such. You know, depending on what it is. But I went to Vital Statistics. You know, y'all probably heard me tell this story before. I went to Vital Statistics and I went to go get five copies of my birth certificate. I was going to get five hundred copies. So I went in. I said I need five copies of my birth certificate. And it was a brother, mm-hmm. this is in Texas, this is in Austin, Texas. And he said, why you need five copies of your birth certificate? And then I, I started kicking it to the brother, telling him what was up with the birth certificate. And he looked at me, he looked around, he said, let me tell you something. He said, I can give you five copies. He said, but they're going to put you on a watch list. And I said, what the hell are they going to put me on a watch list for? Forget a copy of my birth certificate. You know, this is what, this is what I couldn't understand. I couldn't reason this out in my mind of why I have to be put on a watch list for getting five copies of my, they said they have a list. He told me, he said, they put you on a list and they're going to watch you if you get five birth certificates. I said, so I got, I got pissed off. I said, look, we don't even have to go through all this. Give me the original that y'all making these copies from in the back. Just hand mm-hmm. it over to me. All yeah. right. So he said, um, he said, he told me, he said, um, he looked around again and he told me, he said, look, he said, I, we can give you that. He said, but, if you lose it, that's it. Now, I don't know what that means. I'm telling you word for word what he told me. Uh, he said, I can give you that, but if you lose it, that's it. That's all he said. Now, I got a picture of the back of the one they were photocopying, and I don't think it's the one that they put our footprint on. Certainly, because of my situation, it coming six months after I was born. Born. Well, my, my mother has a birth certificate with my footprints on it. Like back in the 60s, they were issuing these birth certificates that had copies of the footprint. I got to go, you know, I haven't went to talk to my mom and tried to get it from her. Uh, but it was yeah, I don't a small actually, part. I don't want to disturb the peace of this woman who's given me up for adoption. Right, right, right. Well, let me finish the story, though. Let me finish the story yep. What what else happened when... After he said, that's it, he told me, he said, look, he said, I can't give it to you, but he said, I go get my manager, and my manager, he can do it. So the manager comes out. Um, he said, I can help you. I said, yeah, I want my original birth certificate. Here's exactly what he said, word for word. He said, we don't have to give you that. He said, we don't have to give it to you. Okay, he didn't he didn't deny it wasn't back there. He didn't deny it doesn't exist. What he told me is we don't have to give you that. And I said, "Show me the law that says that you don't have to give that to me." And he said, "It's no, he said, no, what he said is we don't have to give you that. It's the code." He 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 started saying it's the law. The law says that we don't have to give you that. He said something like that. And I said, well, "What law? I haven't seen it. Show it to me right now." And he started mumbling and stuttering. He said, well, I'll get it to you. Give me your email and I'll send it to you. You never send it to me. I haven't gone back mm-hmm. to Texas in a while because, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, I live in Dallas. To go to Austin's four hours. I drove down there. It was like a journey to get down there 
And I just had made the trip mm-hmm. back down there. But I'm going to go back down there again my next time in Texas, next time I get a chance to go through Austin, and I'm going through there again. Because what they did in Dallas, okay, it used to be the fact that you could get your long form in your particular city. After all of this we've been doing start getting popularized, all of a sudden the only thing you could get in your city was the short form, and they only made one place in the whole state of Texas where you can get your long form, and that was in the Vital Statistics in Austin, Texas. And what's really interesting is growing up the whole time I was growing up, the, the place where we went to go get our birth certificate was the Commerce Building. Because I don't, I don't know if a lot of y'all know, is when they create the, a birth certificate, it goes from Vital Statistics to Department of Commerce, to the Treasury Department, and then to the DTC, and then it's with a holding company called Seed Corporation. All right? Because those loans, basically, you know, the, merit, the labor of the American people is being securitized. All right? So... That, you know, that, that's the whole thing of where it goes through. But this whole thing, he never gave it to me, never sent me anything or anything to tell me any of these things. So I'm going to go back down there. But that was the conversation I had in trying to get mine. You know, I went down there to try to get mine. I said, I want my birth certificate. Part of our, now, whether you need that or not, I don't, really, I don't really know. Because a lot of secure party processes involve a step in where you giving notification to vital statistics. At the end of the day, you got to realize this. You know, and this is why I don't think a lot of people think no one can make you be a slave. Slave uh, involuntary servitude is unconstitutional. The only thing that exists today is voluntary servitude. So nobody can make you be a slave. Okay, what they are saying to you, I don't think people get a grasp of it, is that we live in a um, what's called a welfare state. This is what Franklin Delano Roosevelt created in 1933. He created a welfare state. This is when birth certificates and social security cards started getting issued. Okay. It's creation of the welfare state. Now they have a society. You don't have to be a member of their society. All right. If you don't want to be in that society, all right, then remove yourself from it. This is what a lot of people are talking about. Um, like um, when you look at the Amish, for example, okay. The Amish, out of everybody I look at, I think they are the group of people that have it correct. All right. Now, I don't teach removing yourself from the system. I teach how to um, use the system for your benefit. Okay. And in using the system for your benefit, when you go get a certified copy of your birth certificate, that's really all you need. Okay, because you got that. Nobody else can get a copy of that. Nobody from the government or anybody can get a copy of that. You're the only person who can get a copy of that. All right, and once you get a copy of that, you can form a trust. Some people call it a UCC contract trust account. And then you can appoint the Secretary of Treasury as the trustee over that with a fiduciary duty to administer any prorated interest that you have in that trust. Go into that trust and use that for your benefit. Now, why are you using the Secretary of Treasury? Because when you read the Federal Reserve Act, the Federal Reserve Act is a trust document. Read it. That's a trust. This is why I'm telling people to study trust law first. When you study trust law first, you can see this all has to do with trust and bonds. Everything is trust and bonds. All right? That's a trust. They call it an act, but all it is is a trust cast into the form of an act. It's just a trust. And the Secretary of Treasury and the Comptroller of the Currency They've been appointed the trustee. So you, when you understand how everything has been set up, 
and you understand trust law. Because a lot of people, how they're operating, they're operating from a standpoint they don't understand trust law. You know, they think, well, it's my trust. That's my property. That's mine. That's not your damn name. I can call the trust whatever I want. I can set up a trust right now for my children. All right? I can set up a trust for my children. Okay? I can call it the Joseph McKaylin uh, Trust or whatever. All right? And they are young. They've just been born. And I've been putting money into this trust and appoint trustees all they like. By the time they turn 18, the trustee can pay them a visit and say, hey, your father left you $50 million in the trust. Here's a trust certificate. Right, and here are the rules of the trust. You go get a check every month for the rest of your life. My son and daughter have the option and said, my father was an asshole. He was not there for me or anything like that. I don't want shit from him. Keep that shit and stick it up your ass. But that doesn't do anything to the trust. That doesn't dissolve the trust. That doesn't do anything. Nope. That doesn't do. That doesn't do anything. That doesn't do anything to the. That doesn't change the name of the trust. That doesn't uh, uh, get rid of the trust corpus or anything like that. You see what it I'm could saying? Starve the they trust. just been. Huh? It could starve the trust. How are you gonna starve? Not it? not in your case, but in the in the greater state's case of self preservation. If how, everybody how, well, give me out. an example. Give me an example. How you gonna starve it? Because what they're doing is they're taking. They're taking bonds, okay? They, they're creating bonds. Because anytime you have a debt, you can create a bond. Evidence of, that's all bond is, the evidence of a debt. Okay? They can discount that and trade that on the international markets, okay? Basically creating money through all of this. So how are you going to – there isn't any substance. The only substance is back, that's backing the currency, the entire system, is how, everybody's labor. The only way the I UPU? see that you can starve it is huh? – we could we could the use the UPU by by sending out uh, birth announcements to ourselves that are unopened, sitting in stamped envelopes with the child's name. Thus, copyright. That doesn't, that doesn't get rid of they, that. That doesn't get rid of their birth certificate and all that. That's not eliminating what they have. See, the thing is, is that your commercial energy ends when there's a death, a death certificate in, uh, issued for you. Um, as far as their system is concerned, the only thing that I can see that can do what you're saying is if you remove yourself from the system and you don't do any labor or work for them anymore. But see, what people are trying to do is they're trying to use the system. They're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're trying to be a part of the system but not use it. And the only way you really can do that is through a trust. That's what it means by own nothing, control everything. It's the only way you can do it, really do it is you have to form a trust. It's, you have to form it's some wise. sort of fictitious surf, surf with the current. It's we surfing with um, the yeah, current. Yeah, surf with the current. That's the only way I yeah. see. The only way I see from everything I know, when you look at the Rockefellers and everybody like that, they operate almost 100% through trust. And the thing is, and that's what they're taught. They're taught. Lindsey Williams, you look at his video. He spent all that time with the elite. He said the same thing. He said, he said they're out there teaching their kids that, not to even own the shirt on their back. Right? That, you know, because you got to think of, think of it like this. What You don't own any. You came into this world with nothing. You're leaving with nothing. Okay, the only thing you can do is bequeath your estate to your children or to someone else, all right, for their benefit and use. And then they can, likewise, they're going to do the same thing for their children. All right, so this trust was put in effect for that particular purpose, all right, where you're using, you're just using that car. You're just using the house. You're just using those clothes, all right? All right, so it passes on to someone else. 
But your name doesn't need to be on it in any kind of way because the system, when you look at the public, everything in the public is artificial. You can get on Wikipedia and it will tell you that. You get to Wikipedia and look up uh, private law. It's going to tell you that it is the antithesis of public law, which public law is um, the interaction between uh, natural persons and artificial persons. That's the language, that's the language I believe they use. I, everything in the public is artificial, the artificial person, everything. Everything in the public is an artificial person. They can only deal with other artificial persons. Why do you think they put your name in all caps on everything? Uh, and you're pleading on, on the court and then on the uh, driver's side, everything is an artificial person. They only deal in artificiality. So you can create another type of artificial entity um, to take the uh, place of the one that they initially issued you. It's just like the Monopoly game. I always tell people, it's like when you play this game with the public, it's like opening up a Monopoly board and choosing a token to go around the Monopoly board with. All right? The first token they give everybody is the token called individual. When you look up a word individual, okay, individual is a corporate entity. Right? It's a corporate entity. All right? So it's at the bottom of the barrel, though. So you have, you, have an, you have a trust, an estate, a corporation, a company, association, a partnership, and an individual. So you get all these entities that is recognized by the IRS that are basically pass-throughs for, uh, for the current of how everything in society operates because money keeps flowing, money's energy, and that's how it flows through the schematic of the system, okay? But you can choose another one instead of op- operating in this individual capacity that's basically a sole proprietorship that has all of the liability, okay? So the key to the game and playing their game in the public is how am I going to limit my liability or completely eliminate it? That's the, that's the name of the game. The name of the game is liability. How am I going to eliminate my liability or, you know, or at least reduce it? And you do that. Yet, number one way you do that is first because ownership has liability. All these people tell you own the birth certificate. You don't want to own shit. You want to control it. Control is more powerful than ownership. Control is more powerful than ownership. This is the message that um, Rockefeller put out there, all right, and that people can't seem to grasp. They think they need to own. That is, the, that is the number one thing that they have fooled everybody with, is thinking that what you should have is ownership. No, it's not ownership. It's control. You need to control the straw man. You need to control your estate. You don't need to own your estate. You need to control it because when you own it, you're liable for it. And the liability falls on you. And what the elite have discovered is how to eliminate their liability. And how they eliminate their liability is they own nothing, control everything. That okay, is I hope the that's right. The way, yes, that that is the way that the current is flowing currently. Um, I. Speaking of constitutions, the state of Vermont Constitution, uh, subsection 63, it reads, the legislature shall regulate entails in such manner as to prevent perpetuities. Isn't the perpetuities. ends legis a yeah, uh, uh, perpetuity? There are exceptions. There are sections in trust. Public charitable trusts uh, are, are able to uh, operate in perpetuity. You're going to see That's why I say you need to study trust law. You know, there are some trusts that have exceptions. There are exceptions. Average trust has a termination date, which can be renewed. Okay. Now, corporations have perpetuity. They have endless existence. 
unless you dissolve them. But in the trust world and everything, you know, you might have a trust that lasts 20 years, 10 years, 15 years, 100 years. But you can put something in the clause of the indenture agreement that the trustees have the power to renew or extend that indenture agreement a subsequent amount of time as well. So, And that way it can exist. It dies and comes back to life, essentially. That's how they get around that. But there are mm-hmm. uh, trusts that are created for a public benefit to have a perpetual life, like, the social, like your Social Security trust. That's we'll see how perpetual trust. that is. We will see how perpetual well, that is. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, I'm not here to, I'm not, I, I can't debate that. You know, I don't, I'm not an accountant for it or anything like that. What I do know and understand is this, is that in our society, what is create, what has value is interest in things. So but people that say, I think they have this concept in their mind that, you know, money can be exhausted. This is just like the monopoly. Get What happens in monopoly when you run out, when the bank runs out of money, what do they do? What the instructions tell you go to around. do? Go around. No, I'm going to tell you, you, don't read it. you ain't read the instructions of Monopoly. In Monopoly, when, you run, when the bank runs out of cash, it tells you to go get some goddamn notebook paper and, and make some more. Oh, money's of account. That's what the, thank you. That's what, that's what the government does. All right? As long as they want debt, okay, as long as there's debt, they can create as much money as they want because it's all debt-based, okay? So it's an interesting thing. It's like this. If, um, if you have a car, and let's say we both don't have any money, right? but you got a car and you need to get something from me. You say, hey, Yusuf, I need, some, um, I need to borrow some, uh, advice. Uh, a whole bunch. Huh? <laughs> I need advice. Borrow what? <laughs> I, have, I need a, to borrow some advice. Advice. Some advice or whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever it's going to cost. And I say, and we don't have any money. And I say, okay, well, I say, well, give me a security interest in your automobile as payment. Okay. So you agree to that. (laughs) So you agree to that. And now you give me the security agreement and you create a promissory note on it. You promise them to pay me back. Okay. That has value. Now I can go and trade that because there is something that is supporting it. There's a security interest in property. That's how all money is created. That's how the government is doing it. The government, the, read, the number one thing the government wants when they arrest you is your Social Security number or your driver's license. They got to be able to identify you as a U.S. citizen some way. What identifies you as a U.S. citizen is because you have a Social Security number. What they do is they put a lien against it. They don't take any money out of your account. They don't have to. All they have to do is create evidence of a debt, is which, is, which is what the statutes are. The statutes are what's called, you go back to something called the statute merchant. Statute or a, a commercial bonds. They're bonds of record. Every time you violate a statute, a debt is owed. Okay? And they tell you they put a lien on you. Like here in Georgia, we got OCGA 1711-01. That tells you very clearly when you're found guilty, they lien up your property. All right? The, the way they put any lien on anybody's property is through a Social Security number. When they get So they get your Social Security number. They put a lien against it. Now they hold you as the collateral for it. Anybody's been to jail, you know what you got to do when you go to jail. You got to work. They say in prison, you got to work. Or they put you on probation and you got to pay fees or something like that. Do community service or something like that. All that has value because labor has value. Okay? So you got to do some sort of labor, some sort of slave labor for them. And now they got a bond. That's no different than when they had slavery. If you go back and watch 12 years of slave, they were selling slaves through bonds. That's how they sold the slaves and everything. So it's about bonds. 
Okay, so that's why they have this mania of writing you traffic tickets, uh, do, uh, finding oh, they you want guilty. Oh, percent incarceration. They've right, one hundred percent incarceration would solve a lot of things economically, as far as competing with what China was in the seventies. Well, it probably would. I mean, they, they, I think that's what they would love to do is put everybody in slavery. Um, also, uh, uh, there's this big misconception that our taxes are paying for a lot of the goods and services in these municipalities, and it's not. Ronald Reagan came out with the Grace Commission report and told everybody very clearly, I think it's like on right page 22 of that report, 21, 22, 20, something like that. He tells you very clearly that 100% of your income taxes goes back to pay the interest on the federal debt. So that is why the government has to do this, because they're not getting no money from us. So they have to create all of these creative ways to make money. And how they've done it is start arresting people, giving people charges. They're charging you. They used to come to us and offer us to buy the bonds, you know, treasury bonds and government bonds and things like that. People weren't doing it because the return wasn't big enough on it. So they stopped doing that, and they turned around and started arresting people. It's okay. Well, they won't finance the government. We'll force them to do it. We'll arrest them. We'll give them traffic tickets. We'll tax them to death. They're bad fishermen because they're not arresting the big fish, right? Those are the charges they should be laying as against the human traffickers that are running the whole slave system to begin with. I don't know if you caught on yet, but they ain't working for you. They're not working for you. That's why I brought up this yeah. thing at the beginning of. Yeah. Uh, that's why I brought up this thing about the left, the liberal left, and Jews. Listen, do some research on the Jews. The Jews own almost every major corporation in America. They own. And we should have all the major for, for for such ill, you know, souls. <laughs> we, we really we need to have compassion for. Well, I mean, the only thing, oh, yeah, I mean, you could have. I don't listen. I don't. I don't knock the Jews. Um, the Jews have something that all the other races don't, and what they have is they got unity. If they, if there's one thing they can be guilty of is looking out for their own first. Okay, which I really don't have a problem with because everybody's bitching out and complaining about it, but they are doing what you should be doing. Okay, they're going to spend money with their own first. They're going to do business with their own first. They're going to put their own in positions of power first. They're going to do all of that first. Okay, I'm reading, uh, right now I'm reading uh, Henry Ford's The International Jew, which is a very good book. You can, you can listen to that. He talks about it. But they own everything. When you talk about the Democratic Party, almost all Jews are Democrats. When you look at the three Supreme Court justices that are on the Supreme Court, they three of them are Jews. All of them are Democrats. Right, they wanted Mer- Merrick Garland, who's also a Jew. They wanted him on, on the Supreme Court because Obama nominated him. The Republicans blocked it. And then when Trump came into office, uh, he uh, nominated Kavanaugh, okay, which is which uh, Diane Feinstein, who's a Jew. All of them got pissed off because they're trying to load the Supreme Court with Jews so they can take the guns. And that's why I put so- that video on my YouTube page showing y'all in 1995 when all the militia groups went before Congress, you need to watch this video. And here's the thing about us. We do not watch. When I put up videos, motherfuckers do not watch the goddamn videos. If it ain't goddamn got a whole bunch of Tinkerbells and shit like that, they don't want to watch it. They won't, won't watch I made it shit. through that twice. 
Yeah, I made it through that, that twice. Wasn't it a very informative video? Wasn't it a very informative oh, video? It really was brave of those souls to get in who, front of those who, vipers. Who was, the per- who was the person that was questioning them? Diane oh, we Feinstein. had uh, Arlen Specter and Diane and Feinstein. Who, and Thank you. I ain't the same person today. It's, it's so easy to see what's going on. What people are, that's why they think we're stupid. Because they can put something right in front of your face and you won't fucking see it. You but won't fucking, you too concerned with. Primary infection, you said it yourself, unity is the way. And the, the reason they, they stick to themselves so much and they push the left is an Overton window. They want there to be a reaction so they can get a dynamic back and forth when unity is really where we should be at. That's true, too, but they also have this notion. They also want to be, they are, they think in their mind that they're God's chosen people, and there are some, there are some Christians out there that co-sign that. Right? They think that they're God's chosen people, and they have On a right the to rule the On the private side, they can think they're gerbils. I don't care. <laughs> Well, they doing it. Let me tell you something. Right now, who's to say they're wrong? They ain't control everything. Who's to say they're wrong? That was what a man, yeah, someone supporting Manifest Destiny pointed out to me. I mean, you know, right, they, they running everything. Yeah. And people don't even understand it. 98% of our uh, actors you see on television that you think they're white. That's another thing, like my friends, they think white people and Jews are the same thing. White people and Jews are not the same thing. All right, Jews do not consider themselves white people. We also ought to look at what is what is thought and what is race, right? Because there's there's it gets it gets just so tangled. You don't. I mean, it's almost like law. You don't want to go in there and and see it all because you can't know it all. But supposedly you can't know, man. That's a, a that's, a, that's a maximum of law. That's a maximum of law. Many men know many things. No man knows everything. You're not going to know it all. But you don't need to know it all. All you need to know is principles. You don't need to know well, all the law. Principles too, are few, right? If they if they take your stuff, don't let them near next time. I mean, the thing about it is what I see, just, just in my humble opinion, is they destroyed families. All right, families, the importance of family is not highlighted enough. You know, people have just become, um, you know, they're doing everything. When the homosexual agenda, the lesbian agenda, the feminist agenda. Um, it all goes all back these to the Frankish families. doctrine, at least in in my research, you know, in 1700s Germany, right? They they wrote that up, and then the League of Nations, and then you know they keep pushing the same same song, just different singers. They've been they've been pushing the same theme for the last hundred years. I go all the way back in history. You know, you go back a hundred years, the people talking about the same shit we're talking about today, exactly the same. They talking about the liberals. The left, Go back 2,000 years, what Gospel of Thomas. The they talk fox about, has his they talk hole, about the, the bird has his thing. neck, but only the son of man has nowhere to rest. 2,000 years. It's a, it's a, <laughs> you, got, you can, you can. You can see all of this. So my thing is, is that, you know, I don't knock them for that because they got a right to dominate. But can we heal you them allow, with Ho'oponopono or some other astral? You can't, you can't wait a minute, hold on. First of all, what right do you have to think that they need healing? Okay, that's number one. Right. If they Who cause you to injury, say they need then healing? law is involved. They're not causing injury. Okay, the first rule is free will. You doing this, you doing it. Everything in their system is voluntary. Everybody's voluntarily voluntary. See, here's the thing. This, let me get into some esoterics for you, and you'll, you'll see this yes, when sir. you start studying. Yes. 
Okay, there is a uh, there's a phrase. I, I heard this on American Gods. Um, it was it was the most powerful phrase I, in the whole show. I heard in the whole show is that he who controls the paradigm is God. He who controls the paradigm. In other words, if I create a way a model of thinking for you, you're I'm your God. I I'm your God. So now I have the right to create a paradigm. You have a right not to create your own paradigm. Okay, and what's happening is you're not utilizing your mind capacity to the fullest extent they do. I'll give you a few examples. One thing about the Jews, one of their laws is that they will not masturbate. Now, what is the science behind that? The science behind retention of sperm. Don't burn the candle at both ends. Well, okay, well, it's an energy energy thing. The longer the man allows sperm to accumulate in his body, the more it increases his intelligence. Okay, and it's how genius is born. And you'll even see this in Protocols of Learned Elders Design. In the end, it'll talk about that the world leader that's going to come about is not going to um, soil itself engaged in sex with a woman and so forth. And you'll also see this in Proverbs. It says, do not give your strength to men that which can destroy kings. Strength in the Bible is synonymous with sperm. Okay, now it's not saying don't have sex with women. Okay, and this is where you get um, learning how to have sex and orgasm without ejaculating. What they're really talking about is ejaculating being able to uh, retain the ejaculation only in the instance when you need to create life. Okay, One now, needs to transmute the energy into the, into the body, though, bring it back up. They are able to do this. Now, this is the reason behind why wherever they go, the first thing they do is inundate the population with pornography. They did this in Nazi Germany. They're doing it here. You know, that's what Hitler was pissed off about. He said, why are you putting all this pornography out in the media and so forth. Right? He introduced all this. But he did the same thing here. They own the porn industry also. Well, sex, you know, keeping you in that mode and everything like that is uh, keeping you down. And that's why you'll see, that it's like, everybody say, well, the Jews are intelligent, the most intelligent people. Not, there's, not, there's, no, um, there's no physiological um, evidence to support that. However, because of their knowledge of the science of sex and so forth like that, they can demonstrate a higher level of, uh, of, uh, of IQ due to the fact that we don't understand how intelligence increases. And intelligence for a man increases through the retention of the sperm. Now, you can go and investigate this in anything. I've been investigating this. I did heavy research. This You find them writing about this back the last 2,000 years. Okay? And when you do it yourself, you've always heard, experiment on yourself. Like, I, I shot pool. If I had ejaculated, my concentration in shooting pool was real low and playing chess. If I hadn't ejaculated for a while, I'm on the chessboard. I see everything. I'm on the pool table. My stroke is superior. You hear them talk about it and athletes talk about it. You hear about it on the wave pile. Okay, everywhere you go, you're going to hear this. Right? For some reason, people don't make the connection. 50% of all billionaires are Jews. Okay, the most of them are Jews and so forth. And most of the wealthy people on the planet are. And because of this fact, they understand this fact. They understand the science of mating and things like this. So there's an esoteric component to all this that people refuse to recognize. But if you would just take the time to research it and experiment on yourself, you're going to see and you're going to find out what I'm saying is true. Yeah, no, I 30 years in martial arts. I've heard that for decades. Yeah. 
and they practice they they have a law against it it's a law against it with them so if you're constantly watching pornography and masturbating and you know doing things you're you're you are killing yourself oh, it's the equivalent you're, of um, the fast food right that's the same assault just on a different system weaken the let me talk the about enemy. that the kosher you know i i just posted on my um i just posted on my uh on my uh facebook page the uh this Jew that they consider his name is Rabbi what is his name? They consider him to be like the uh savior and everything. And I'm what he's like the central Jew head Jew of all the world. And um I'm watching him and if that's one of the main things he talked about is our children. He said he talked about he was telling his congregation why they have to get wealthy. Okay, number one, he said you got your family had to be wealthy because you gotta put them in these private schools. These private schools cost money, they're expensive. He also said that you cannot feed your children government food. Okay. Now, one of the things about kosher and how to slaughter a cow is because they won't eat the meats that we eat because if a cow is not slaughtered properly, then the fear that that cow experiences is going to infect the blood of the cow. All right. Oh, you That's see what it in the, the eyes of the road rage, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, they won't eat the foods, and that's why when you go out, if you just pay attention, you go out in society, you don't see them at your malls, you don't see them in your grocery stores, they don't do any of the things that you do. You don't find them in your schools or anything like that. And they got laws, and there's a reason why. I try to tell this in another video. You know, somebody was saying, um, well, you know, if God says, uh, don't eat pork, you know, and then so the Christians will say, well, we're not under the law, we're under grace, and so we can eat pork. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why did God say don't eat pork? Is he was God Too just standing similar. around saying? Was he just standing around saying, you know, you know, I, let me tell the uh, my creation, just give him some rules. Ah, don't eat pork. No, there's a there's some sort of science behind why you're being told not to eat pork. Okay, not not notwithstanding the fact it has the chichina worm in it that it uh, gets in your brain, but it's on top of that, it's an unclean food, you know. But there's a reason why, and that's what they do. They understand the science behind a lot of the things that they are told. Their leadership does, whereas our leadership doesn't. They don't know the science behind it. Everything is just a mumbo-jumbo belief with them or everything. They separated science and theology, okay? They don't think the two go together. When science know, and theology— counsel that we don't have to be part of their system but with the vaccinations they're putting animal dna inside of ourselves and our children thus potentially giving us you know cannibalism if we eat any animal i i I, you know i i agree with the vaccinations and you know there a lot of people are starting to have their children at home you know um a lot of people go get uh, social security numbers for their children because they want to claim on their taxes because they can't make enough money and they need this influx of money at least once a year. There's a lot of things. You go back and you really think about how you are voluntarily participating in the system. A large part of it is the fact that um, we find it necessary, but it's also a large part of it is also we're not thinking the correct way. And we don't understand the power of the mind, right? the, the ability to create your own paradigm. We, uh, most people don't believe in that. Even though these Christians are told this in Mark 11, 22 through 26, you're told that. That's the law of attraction. Jesus the Christ is telling you this. You got to learn how to think in a certain kind of way. Don't worry. He said, why are you worried about well, the law? I, isn't the uh, uh, you, uh, uh, 
bringing the two house um the two to become one in the same house isn't that bringing us into our heart well i mean bring bringing two into one i mean what's the definition of heart because when you go get I, well, you, so you I, see this heart. I i interpret that to be like the mind and then the the emotion yes. gut yes, or a consensus exactly. algorithm it's bringing the mind and the emotions together because you need both yeah, to create feeling, okay. which is the big magnet. I'm just defining the biggest electromagnet in the in the system as heart. Via yeah, the physical I guess pump. my point, my, my point, without getting too technical in all of this, is understanding that there is a spiritual component that is being ignored by everyone, and it's not being explained properly. Everybody's totally totally physical, and Physical, the physical plane is the plane of effects. The spiritual plane is the causal plane. There's only power in the cause. There's no power in the effect. So if you're completely physical, you are completely powerless. Okay, and that's why you see in all these groups, their um, priesthood is at the head of everything and everything. Because the spirit, you know, you know, we have this tendency not to believe in things we can't see, you know. But like the breath. spirit world is real. It's, it's real. The spirit world is real. Thoughts are real. Thoughts become things. And we got to get back to that, being uh, having an understanding of our spiritual abilities, because that is the only way out. You're not going to, you know, when you try to go through the political route, voting and all that, what, what basically is kind of like you are um, uh, blaspheming God, because uh, the thing is, is that the only thing, you know, you put all your faith in men, you don't put your faith in men. You put in too much, people that put too much faith in men and their, and other men. And that, that's in that, and your faith is being misplaced. They've proven it to you over and over and over again. Every year it's don't like you rail on the fortress wall, the door is within. Is that what you're saying? The I'm sorry. Within. Don't rail against the fortress wall, just the door is within. It's you know, within. The, I mean, the, the key the, is within. The it tells you that water Luke, for which you thirst you, is in that it, big vein on your neck. You Luke, then it tell you Luke seventeen twenty one. Look, ye neither here nor there, but the kingdom of heaven is in you. Seek ye first the kingdom, and all things will be added to you. You know mm. this kingdom. Now this kingdom, I don't know how they interpret it, but it should. You know, they say, what, why I have to seek the kingdom? Why? Why is this something I got to look for? And then the next thing I'm told is. He tell you not where not to look. Don't look over there. Don't look over there. The kingdom of heaven is within you. It's in you. All right. So it's something that is internally in you. Okay. That that empowers you and gives you all this power. And that is what we need to get back to because all this voting, picketing, protesting, looking for change through some sort of political type process. You know, it's been that's been an, it's been futile. Okay, the only that's thing you're going to do is sort of, it has to be a spirit. Only transformation that's going to occur is a spiritual one. Yes, the only way. Anyway, hey, look, I got, a, I got, a, I got a whole bunch of people. I thank appreciate you. the call. Yeah, I, th- I thank you, and I appreciate you. And uh, let me move on to the next caller. Let me pull up. Let me pull up. Where, where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Eight oh four oh seven eight nine. You're on the line with Swing Mind. Hey, brother Yusuf, how you doing? Doing all right, brother. What's going on? I'm doing all right. Um, 
I guess my question or statement is uh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say my piece and uh, see if you can uh, elaborate on it for me. Uh, myself and my right. wife, um, we filed bankruptcy, but we didn't know you know the stipulations of sovereignty or private or public or anything like that until recently. Um, I've been doing a lot of research recently and been actually uh, been getting insightful on these things. And being that we have filed, I want to know does lock us in if I wanted to, uh, if I wanted myself and my wife to go ahead and um, change our status, how does us filing bankruptcy before that um, hinders or what happens with that? Well, when you talk about this, I'm gonna I'm gonna come from the secure party process. When when you come from when you file bankruptcy, what you're doing is you're putting your estate in a trust, all right? And um, and they're appointing a trustee over it, all right? Because basically, what you're saying is that you're incompetent to handle your own commercial affairs, all right? You could dissolve the bankruptcy and then do your status uh, and do your status change. What did you do? A chapter seven or chapter thirteen? Chapter seven. Okay, Chapter 7 is a liquidation. And if you have anything of value or anything, um, you know, with any equity in it, you might have a little problem with the trustee because the trustee is going to, you know, he's, uh, he's going through your assets and everything. He's going he's gonna to want to get that stuff. You know, they're going to take it uh, nine times out of ten. Um, you can attempt to – I got experience. Well, I'm talking from experience now. You know, I've had some clients, yeah. wealthy clients, who have done that and they had some problems that they'll even that trustee will even come and arrest you and bring you to court. Uh, if you try to uh, back out of it, um, I can't, I don't, the bankruptcy is not really my, my specialty. So I can't tell you everything as it relates to bankruptcy. I would advise you to go to an attorney, a bankruptcy attorney and ask him about that as far as dissolving the bankruptcy or anything like that. Have as far as on the private side, when you're doing a, getting a security interest in your property, um, what it is is you're putting a claim of lien against all your property, which you're supposed to have a priority claim in the property because you are the source of all of it in the first place. And so you should be right. first in line, first in time. All right. Now, the thing that works about um, with security interest, though, is that people have to be given a prior notice. This is, where I'm get- this is what I'm getting at. You know, you can't tell somebody, you can't go copyright your name and then – come to somebody who's already been using it that you've already gotten, given them permission to use it and now you come with the copyright saying you can't use my name no more. All right, that's not going to fly. You know, everything, all the protections need to be in place before something happens. All right, so, you know, you have to act honorably. You know, there are four rules to the game. You know, stand on at all costs, do not participate in public plays, public and private don't mix, and there isn't any money. And when we're talking about it, staying in honor, everything has to be done in an honorable fashion. You know, you created this problem, and you have to fix it. So my suggestion would be, if that is what you really want to do, I'm not really sure how you're talking about going about handling it, as I'm not knowing why you filed bankruptcy or anything like that. But I would definitely talk with an attorney as far as the bankruptcy, if that's what you want to do. Or, um, but as far as with the secure party side, yes, you can go ahead and file all your paperwork and have that in place. It doesn't stop you from doing a process or anything. That's like, that's like asking me, can I, um, can I uh, refinance my home if I already got a mortgage on it? Okay. No, nah, yeah, you can, you can, I mean, uh, can I get a second mortgage? Yeah. And as soon as that first mortgage is dissolved, uh, the second mortgage is going to take 
uh, the place of the first mortgage. So, you know, these principles is what I'm trying to instill in your mind. And when you're doing these processes in business, because when you look at the Uniform Commercial Code, we're talking about security interest and property, first in line, first in time. All right, and this is why you do a UCC 11 search first. So you go do a UCC 11 search to see if any claims have been lodged within the commercial registry. Now, there could be some claims lodged somewhere else. It's what the non-UCC is all about. But a UCC 1, okay, you're doing a search with an 11 to make sure there are any claims. All right, then if there is a claim, you have to satisfy that claim. You satisfy that claim through either um, counter-affidavit, jury trial, or payment in full. We're not able to pay anybody anything because there ain't any money. So you're going to set it off. Best thing you do, issue them a promissory note, give them some sort of negotiable instrument or something like that. Now, this, these are not, I'm not suggesting you run out and do these things right away. Um, I would suggest that you study these things first and find out, make sure you have a thorough understanding of how to put together a negotiable instrument, uh, whether you're going to use a, a bill of exchange or a promissory note. A bill of exchange is a three-party instrument. It's like a check, whereas a promissory note is a two-party instrument. And it doesn't require the collateralization, okay? It, 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 that you can use a promissory note without going through a secure party process, all right? However, they are negotiable instruments. No one is required to take, well, if it's a public debt, they are really supposed to. They're really supposed to, all right? But, yeah. you know, you got to be reminded of that fact. You know, when you do a secure party process, what you're doing is you're getting an agreement with the government to issue money to circulate within the United States. All right? That's what step one is all about. So these are things, you know, you, got, you can work out in your mind. I know there are people out there having a lot of success with promissory notes, discharging debt. Um, and there is a reason for that as well. You know, I'm, there's more than one process. No, never in a million years am I going to tell you that there's only one way to do something. Because I've never right. seen that my whole, my whole time doing all of this. I've never seen one way of doing anything. There are multiple remedies and multiple ways of doing things. You know, I like the secure party process because I kind of got like a sophisticated mind, and it teaches you a lot about monetization of instruments, and it can take you further into other things than the little simple right. methods that everybody be trying to give to everybody and everything. You know, it's just like, you know, draw up a promissory you know, here, authenticate this birth certificate. That's all you need to do. I mean, that's – and a two-year-old can do that shit. That's <laughs> – you know, it's not, you know, it's not anything complex, anything that's really too simple or anything. But they don't understand that you're still trying to function in a commercial world, in a commercial society, i.e. the United States. And there are certain uh, requirements that you need to know. And you need to know how to function in commerce. You have to be able to demonstrate that you are more than competent enough to handle your own commercial affairs. Because each and every one of you out there dealing in Federal Reserve notes. So they have a right to presume that you are an authority on negotiable instruments because you deal with them every day you just ain't paying attention to it you ain't look at it like that you just call it cash but now look at it goddamn promissory note it's a negotiable (laughs) instrument the um um real quick too um so uh my other question is if i wait until um i think it's like seven years then it's uh, supposed to, uh, can you explain that 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 the statutory as far as a bankruptcy chapter seven when it's filed there's a there's a time limit on as far as it being I guess continually you active get, uh, you, until seven years is up. No, you get bankruptcy off before that because see they got something called the Fair Credit Reporting Act and you can use that to take it off because when you write you got to understand the credit bureaus are private uh, corporations they family owned businesses they data they data mining companies. 
All right, they're not government entities. All right, so the thing is, is that um, a bankruptcy, they got to tell you who reports the bankruptcy on your credit file. The government don't report that on your credit report. They don't report that on your credit report. They have people who go down through public records and put that on your credit report. Just like if you put, like if you wanted to add credit to your credit file, you could file a UCC one and do it with a UCC one filing. Cause they go, they, they go through all the public records looking for information and they add it on. That's why they got the fair credit reporting act because there ain't nobody reported that. So, right. you, so you write the credit bureau. You tell me who put, who reported this? Give me the name of the person who reported this. And then they can't give you the name. They got to take it off. I got, you know, Corey, um, he wrote, uh, you know, he, well, he the first person that taught me that was uh, Corey on, uh, he wrote uh, How to Outsmart the Credit Bureaus. And uh, he got he got, he got a uh, video on YouTube, How to Outsmart the Credit You check him out. You know, he's he's very smart brother when it comes to that. But uh, that's what I found out. I'm like, man, he said, man, credit, he said, bankruptcy is the easy thing. Get off a credit report. Okay. Okay. Because you know, and um, like like and like you had mentioned, you know, earlier, it's all about um, honesty and everything, and that's why I'm trying to. That's not trying, but I am living through that honesty because I am uh, a, a, a I am um, made by the Creator. So um, it's not about trying to save a buck or trying to get over or defraud anybody or anything like that. It's just that. I'm at the point now where I'm ready to really, really elevate my status as far as being sovereign and being um, being controlled by God and not the U.S. government. And um, well, I mean, that's where well, that's what this show that's what this show was all about today. Sovereignty is not about filing paperwork; it's it's about conduct. You know, uh, um, uh, President Teddy Roosevelt he wrote a very, very. Uh, let me see if I can read it for you right now. I mean, he was basically telling you what it is. You know, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, when he wrote that, he, he told everybody what it means to be, you know, he tell you straight up that you're sovereign, but he told you how you have to, what, what type of conduct that you have in order to be sovereign. You got to damage. That's like, you know what it's like? It's like these women that say, well, the woman is God, but she's not doing nothing in any kind of way demonstrating any type of godhood. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's right. not any kind of way acting like a god. You know, you ain't no damn god just by default. You know, you're a god. Right. You learn how to act like one. And that's right. the same thing. You're not a father just because you uh, 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 created some children. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're not a sovereign. by de- ain't no default. Okay, you got to learn how to act in that capacity. You know, you got to learn how to conduct yourself accordingly which is something you have to be taught how to do. And the first step in doing that is learning how to honor the creator. Right. Listen, right. y'all. Listen, all right, I've been doing this a long time. All right, that's why I spend so much time talking about natural law. Let me, let me tell you how it led to that. What led to that was what I noticed about these people is that they got everybody thinking they can do whatever they want to do. All right, they got people thinking that. Don't be messing with them folks. They do whatever they want to do. You know, all, all yeah, that I stuff you talking about, everything, folks do are going to do what they want to do. You know what I mean? They're going to do what they want to do to you. So all that shit don't mean nothing. These white folks going to do what they want to do, and no matter what you do. You know, it's just like some old, you know, some just some damn, you know, I like, I just like, motherfucker, you weak-ass coward. 
know, they come at me like coward. Come at me like oh, you're a coward. Right. That damn Sambo ass shit you talking to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, so, you know, it's like, where's the power? Where's the, you know, right, hey, right. Where's your step of power? You know, you just like, you know, you just ball up and shit. All the motherfucker got to do is raise his hand at your head. You ball up. You know, that's the thing. All right, so you got to understand that. So when they, when they, when this, 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 this notion that, oh, they can do whatever they want to do. Okay, so I started like looking at that. I said, can these people really do whatever they want to do? So right. in, studying that, in studying natural law, the first rule of natural law is the natural laws are immutable. Okay, meaning that they are not a respected person. So they don't favor anyone like gravity. Gravity don't favor you. Okay, gravity like, okay, you put a Christian, Muslim, and Jew, they're all up on top of a building arguing about who right. But then I take, I push each one of them off the building, all three of them hit the goddamn ground. Okay? Right. That's natural. Natural law don't give a damn about all your theological views about the nature of reality and so forth. It's going to act on you regardless of how you feel about it. So that, from there, we can identify something that now, okay, something that, okay, we can, if we learn it, it makes the playing field equal. Now, when you when you talk about the Masons, the Rosicrucians, the Illuminati, Brotherhood of Light, or any other type of Order of Melchizedek, or any other type of organization out there, I, they all study the same thing. They all give homage, first of all, to, to Huti, okay? I, he was the great, 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 and they all study the natural laws. I, and the reason that they study the natural laws is because those are the real laws. Right. right. Those are the laws that those are the only laws that make the playing field equal. All right. Now, we can all have knowledge of gravity, but the man who learns how to make a, one man learns how to make a parachute. Another one learns how to make a helicopter. Another one learns how to make an airplane. OK. All right. Gravity is not is not a respect of the persons, but each one of us learned how to use gravity to our benefit in a different way. That's how the natural laws are. Right. So we learn how to use the laws to our benefit because that's what the laws were put there for. The the laws are not put there to um, oppress you. The laws are put there for your benefit, for you to learn how to use them for your benefit. But we're not being taught that. So once you, so that's your first thing. I, it is my sincere belief that the first thing we should be teaching our children is uh, the laws of nature, natural law. That's what happens within. Their organizations in the Jewish community, they are bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. Before they even get into any man-made law, they make sure they got the spiritual laws down first. True. True. Okay? So we need the same thing. Now you understand why somebody's running a race and you behind and they're ahead of you. And then if he who serves, and here's the next rule, he who serves on the higher rules on the lower. Now what does that mean? Okay, if I honor natural law, I get to make rules for all the people who don't. Let me read something to you from Theodore Roosevelt. He says, as regards the first set of dangers, it behooves us to remember that men can never escape being governed. Either they must govern themselves or they must submit to being governed by others. Okay, now we got a conjunction there. Okay, the first thing is you can govern yourself or... 
if you can't govern yourself, then you have then you have to submit being governed by others. Okay, so the first option is for you to govern yourself. If you govern yourself, you don't have to be governed from anyone else. All right? It's a government. Govern, okay, so right. you don't have to be, but you got to learn how to govern yourself first. Go ahead. Right. So so is that to say um, that if I'm to govern myself and I don't volunteer for anybody else to govern myself, um is that to say do I do away with the uh, birth certificate, social security card, driver's license, and all of that in order for that to happen? uh, At the end of the day, those things ain't that important to me, to tell you the truth. Uh, But the thing is, is that you can if you want to. depends on how you want to live your life. Okay, you make that decision. Now, let me explain what I mean by uh, governing yourself accordingly. Okay, let's say... Let's take marriage, for instance. Okay. First rule is you have free will. You can do what you want to do. You've right. been told not to you've been told not to sleep with nobody else's wife. Right. But you don't you don't you think that Bible is some bullshit. You think it's bullshit. You know, I'm not following all that bullshit, Yusuf. That's that white man shit. Okay. Me, I'm uh-huh. smarter than that. I'm looking I'm looking behind what's being said and looking at the natural laws about it. Now, the natural law behind it is cause and effect. They got something else called do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Okay? That's that that Jesus made that the highest law. That is cause and effect. So, if you sleep with somebody else's wife, God has already created a remedy for that. It's already in existence right now. All right? Which means somebody's probably going to sleep with your wife or something of equal value is going to have. It may not be that exact same thing, but it's going to carry right. the exact same impact as that, all right, that what you just done. It is the law. That's why they have balancement, okay? The universe is about balancement. It keeps the scales balanced. Everywhere you look, you look in ancient Egypt, they carry a scale. Today they carry a scale. The, Jew, the Lady Justice carrying scale. Got it from Egypt, all right, with uh, Anubis, all right? These scales and everything, mock, the scales of mock, win the heart against the feather, okay, of truth, okay? They're going to balance, it's going to balance out. No matter what you do, it's going to balance out, okay? So you're not escaping. I saw somebody put a mime out. They said, no, nah, he said, well, he, he said, he, he said, you're not having bad luck. He said, it's just all that karma coming back. It was a real nice mime somebody put on Facebook, but it was true. It's like, okay, you're going through this. I because there's a karmic there's a karmic debt that you have to pay. There's a debt, right. okay. There's a debt you have to pay. All right. You don't escape nothing. You're not getting away. This is why it says in the Bible, don't look at evil people and admire them. Right. Okay. Because they day is coming. It's, it it might not look like it right now, but they day is coming. All right. So what these people have managed to learn how to do is make you kill yourself. All right, they gonna they gave, they not gonna put that karmic debt on themselves. The, the leaders within their organizations understand karma. They're not gonna put that debt on themselves. Everything they do, they're giving you an option. Okay, this is like what you say: the devil. The devil can't make you do anything on Judgment Day. Okay, when you're in front of God, you know there's only one excuse you can't use. You can't use the devil made me do it. Correct. 
Because if the devil Correct. made you do it, then what's the point of judgment? Right. Then you just be free. You then you freely can get in. All right. So you you can't be made. The devil is a liar. He's a deceiver. He's a lot of things. But the devil don't have no power because there's only one power in the universe. There's only one. Not, there's not two powers. There's only one. A lot of Christians right. they have this 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 inveterate habit of placing. Satan on on an equal level with God. They kind of make right, it seem like that's the devil on one shoulder, they God on do. the other. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> what they do. It ain't, not, not, it ain't, Satan ain't on the level of God. There's only one power. Ain't right. two powers. One. Okay. Now, somebody can rule you by deceiving you, but there's a Roman maxim of law. He who can be deceived, let him. Chances are, if you're being deceived, you're allowing yourself to be deceived. That's true. All right, so true. we got to learn how you got to learn these laws, cause and effect. Okay, they cause and effect is very, very is a very, very important law to learn. Okay, everything has a cause and a corresponding effect. This is what gives order to the universe. It's cause and effect. Right, everything is structured. Everything is laid out. Everything is has a exact order of operation within the universe. All right, so it's up to us. This is how science can study things. I got scientists can study things because of cause and effect. Okay, so we got to learn cause and effect and how it operates also within the sphere of man-made law as well and our conduct and our interactions with our fellow man. Okay, this, this is the only reason that you have immorality um, spreading to the degree it is because this notion that you don't have to follow any law has been planted in your mind when it's impossible not to follow any law because natural laws are not a respect of persons. So that's why I'm saying that people aren't being taught spiritual laws and so forth, they're giving this notion we're under grace. You know, I'm I'm a sinner because sin means to go against the law. All right. But right. You know, I'm a sinner, right. I can't help myself, but I've been bathed in the blood of Jesus Christ and I'm saved. You know, well in Mark it tells you what you have to do to be saved. All right. Mark chapter sixteen. All right. Also, you you know, you're talking about I'm saying, well this ain't what Jesus talking in uh what is it, Matthew chapter five? It says, think not that I came to change the law of the prophets. I came not to change uh, anything but to confirm. Anybody who teaches yeah. this, he's going to be called uh, the least in the kingdom of heaven. They don't right. quote Jesus. They be coming off the top of their head with their own shit. All right, so this is not, a, this is not even a Christian concept that they're coming with. Right. Jesus right. told you to honor the laws because Jesus understood that the laws had a basis in nature. It had a basis in nature. Okay, every seven years your credit is clean. Okay, that has a basis in the nature of rhythm. Okay, there has to be a rhythmic cycle. Okay, so every seven years, you know, you have cycles. You have seven cycles of seven. Okay, and right. then after, after the seventh cycle, you have what's called Jubilee, the 50th year. Which is what I'm in right now. I'm in my Jubilee year. I'm 50. Okay. <laughs> I'm in my Jubilee. Okay. <laughs> but... These are things we got to learn, you know, when you start talking about what Teddy Roosevelt is talking You got to understand Teddy Roosevelt is a Mason. So when these guys are talking like this, you got to understand that they're coming from a background of their teaching. For you to understand really what he's saying about, you got to understand who they are. They Masons, right? So when he's talking about govern yourself, he understands the laws. Okay, you got to understand the laws and everything. The laws will make you something, like, you know, in, in Christianity, they try to convey it to the Christians. They say, fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Well, Lord is a, is a synonym for law. 
Sometimes these right. were God. Sometimes these were Lord. Okay, something that lords over something governs something. The law lords over everything. It governs everything. So you have to have fear and a healthy respect for the law, or you don't have to. If you don't want to honor cause and effect, you can go sleep with somebody's wife if you are ready to and prepared to deal with the karmic effect that's going to come back on you because there is a, pen, a price you have to pay for that. Now, if you're re- 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 really uh, ready to accept uh, the responsibility for your actions, you can do what you want to do. Now, another thing people get conf- uh, confused with is um, do what thy will which is um, uh, they, they claim he's the evilest man ever in the world. And I read his book, and they have, this, yeah, Aleister Crowley. And they got a misconception about Aleister Crowley, too. Um, you know, it's like he's not the wickedest man ever, anything like that. He was talking about the law of attraction because he was saying do what thy will means that you are sovereign and you have the ability to create whatever type of reality you want to. But the thing is, he didn't say do what thy will at the expense of other people. He didn't say that. You do. You right, can do right. what you want. You can do whatever you want to do. All right? But you cannot infringe on the right of your brother. So do unto right. others as you would have them to do unto you. Right. Is the whole of the law. Anyway, I hope I, I hope I haven't digressed too much. I hope I'm answering your question. But the thing is, is in life, you be soft. Yeah, I'm sorry. You you have um okay. So you said check out the two party promissory note. Yeah, you can check out a two party promissory note. That's good. You know when you do a, a bill of exchange, which the IRS accepts, by the way. All right, when you read, uh, you should really. I'm gonna tell you what to study. Study the IRS employee manual. It's on the internet. Go through that. What is it again? Go through it. Go by the IRS employee manual. Okay. Study that. You're going to find a lot of answers in that. A lot of answers. A lot of answers. All right. And then, the, then the other thing um, I heard you mention to the other um, guests, um, you said the, one of the best things to do is study trust. Oh, yes. Everything, everything around you is a trust. And then the other thing is you said check out, um, you said the guy named is Corey, something about the, uh, the credit bureau. Hello? Hello? Four, seven, one, seven, two. Can you hear me? Yeah. Peace. Okay. Sorry about that. I, I guess I got disconnected from the other caller. I don't know what happened. Yeah, you, yeah, he was um trying to say hello, but um. Well, first of all, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. What's going on? Okay. Um, the question I have um similar pertaining to the topic of of trust. So my question is, at what point do you operate in your trust law? What at what point can you say? Because you say you, you know you you, you experience incarceration. Okay, can you turn down your? You got something going on in the background. Can you turn it off? Because you like echoing real bad. Okay. What about now? All right, there you go. I can hear you now. Go ahead. 
right, but you say you uh use experience incarceration. So um at what point do you can you say, you know, coming from that situation that you can operate in your trust and operate privately but still you When know, you walk through, what you talking about at what point? When you form it and you start you start you start administering it. Where you want to. <laughs> what do you mean when you when right. you, when you when can you start operating your trust? You form a trust. What I was gonna ask you, appoint you, you settle the debt first. You yeah well that's what your bond is for. That's what your bond. You give okay. a bond to the Treasury Department. You're giving a bond to the Treasury. Have you ever read a bond? Have you read the bond that you issue? Let me ask you a question. Have you ever even read anything with a secure party process? Let me ask you that first. Yes, you've given me the whole process. Okay, have you read the bond? Yes. What does the bond say? Yeah, which one? Which bond? The indemnity bond? Like which? Which bond? Any, is it? It, yeah, the bond is going bond to. Given? Yeah, your is the bond that goes to the trade. It's, it's only one bond in the whole process. Ain't no, ain't no two bonds. Okay. You got different. Well, you got but different yeah, kinds of bonds. Bonds of process. I teach just one bond. What is? What is? The, what is the? What is the tenor of that bond say? Go back and look at it. Yeah, buddy, right. What's the? Uh, we'll repeat your question. Let me read. Let me, let me, I'm gonna I'm 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 read it for you. I'm gonna see. Let me pull it up. I'm gonna read it for you. You read that bond for you. Uh, let's see if I got one right here. Essentially, what it says: Know all men by these presents. To facilitate lawful commerce in the absence of substance-backed currency in circulation, John Henry Doe, or agents thereof, I'm sorry, Stephen Mnuchin, or agents thereof, fiduciary, well, let me move all this stuff off the screen, upon receipt of this private master offset and indemnity bond, okay, she'll post the full face value of the bond as an asset to the benefit of the United States Department of the Treasury to be used and applied specifically in the manner described hereunder, for the purpose of securing honorable settlement for the account holders and accounts listed below. Okay. That answer your question? Yes, that did. Okay. That did. I, I, I read you everything. Just, you, just, you, just, you, just, you just set it off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You see, there's a the thing about it. A lot of people say, why are you doing this and why are you doing that? I read everything for everybody. When I was in jail, I read every word of every document that was put in my face and looked up every word. I know you don't believe that. That's why I'm making the videos right now, reading shit for you and looking up words. I read every document and read every word. And what I didn't understand, I had had an international banker in there with me helping me too. He was in there for, um, he had monetized um, a $300 million debt against the United States. He was like a fucking genius. And he taught me a lot of yeah. stuff and the thing. So I was reading all of this stuff. You know, this is why I learned how to, uh, this is how I learned how to make a claim on an instrument on the UCC 3-306. All right. When you look at that international bill of exchange, okay, those instructions on there, you will put that on a UCC three. A lot of people still don't understand that. They don't understand it. Uh, and I can understand why they don't understand it. Cause I used to didn't understand it. But so in the challenge is trying to get people who are listening and following you to a level of understanding because a lot of your detractors, they are, they don't like you because they don't understand. They don't like, I don't like that shit he's teaching that motherfucker. You don't even understand what the fuck I'm talking about. 
You understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about. You don't like me. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what the hell? You can't explain what the hell I'm talking about. But all you have to do is read this stuff, okay, and see what it's talking about. Okay, because how this was put together, it wasn't put together by whoever put this shit together. Okay, go back a long fucking way. All right, this shit, all this shit, we y'all studying everything. This shit go back about thirty years. Thirty years. Well, what there was internet, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, it folks when there was a time when the only people who knew it are people that was in a specific. You had to be privy to the information. It didn't got it didn't spilt over into the public, and that everybody got their hands on it. And ninety percent of the people trying to teach it and sell it don't even understand what they're talking about. Don't even understand what they're talking about. And how you learn what it's talking about is by starting with principles and then studying different and, and studying trust law. I, I highly recommend studying trust first. Are you still there? Can you hear me? Yeah. I highly recommend studying trust first. I highly recommend that. I, I mean, I can't, you know, I, I didn't study it first, but trust and taxes, trust law, tax law, commercial law, Contract law, definitely contract, trust contract and taxes all kind of go together. All right, but uh, you got to study those. You got to understand that stuff. There's so many different things that you got to know that I can't even believe, you know, somebody would even try to down something and everything. And then they say, well, that's no good. You can't call none of this worthless because it's all private. People in the public can't tell people in the private what to do. You can do anything you want in the private. Because that's what it means. You have the ability to contract unlimited. Hey, you mean? You can contract in a private capacity with the Secretary of Treasury, or you can contract with him in a public capacity. Like you see this guy just got arrested, Gordon Hall, for using that negotiable instrument. Well, what did he do? He put public numbers on there, routing numbers. You can draw up a negotiable instrument, but you can't use nothing on it from the public. That's their property. You can't use none of their property. You can get creative. Like this banker told me. He said the UCC was put together for you to be as creative as possible. Why do you think they're coming up with all of these exotic instruments, uh, Debinger bonds and all these things on, on the markets and everything? these guys are being creative. They're creating shit out of thin air. You can do the same thing. Hey, Chief. Go ahead. Hey, um, this is this Hakeem, right? <clears throat> now, uh, I went through your secure party um, um, process um, back in, like, the one you sent me. It was a video of like thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen and stuff like that. And um, right. I also looked through the um, the one man out book and stuff like, and, and you know the different resources that you have provided in that course, right? Uh, or the class, whatever. And um, I'm familiar with the um, master indemnity discharge of bond and stuff like that. So right. um, my my question is, because I always um, had a problem or well, I'm, I'm not going to say I had a problem with it because I never actually took the initiative to do so, but with the discharge right. now, uh, we both, uh, me 
and Jaleel, we both got out of prison um, earlier this year. And right. uh, we've been following you for some years, whatever. And um, and right now, I heard I heard on the on the on the earlier show show you were speaking with a dude about um discharging you know some of the, his case and um stuff like that. And right now, I'm in the process of trying to discharge um, my probation. And I read on the um on my indictment, it said that you can discharge it, or you can have a court discharge it for you. And um, and I know when you were speaking with the individual um, not a, a while ago about discharge, you had got with him on a private call, so I had missed the whole process. But let you me let me tell you about let me tell you about discharge. Similar to discharge uh, personal debt. I never talk about discharging okay, probation because I, I really don't want to be responsible, like for people getting arrested and things like that. Because discharging probation require a little bit of nerve, and the yeah. thing is, you have to understand coming into their courts and into their offices is coming into their jurisdiction. So once you discharge mm-hmm. it, I'm just going gonna, gonna to make this as succinct as possible. After you discharge it, you got to refuse to come in. You yeah. got to also know what warrants are. They issue different kind of warrants. Some warrants are to pick you up. Some aren't. You know, a warrant is yeah. a check. You got to find out what a warrant is, too. And warrants are cashed at the Treasury Department. I've done a lot of reason. Now, I'm in Georgia. I don't know where you're at. But I'm going to tell you what I we did. I'm just going to tell you what I did. I'm going to give you the whole story behind this discharge of probation, where I got it from, where I learned what I learned, and the research that I have done. Okay? And okay. I did this. And I'm coming from experience, too. I Okay. When you go to – there was a – I started with um, Gene Keating's prison treaties. Now, there are different ones on the Internet. There was one in particular at the end where there was a discussion about discharging a probation. Okay, where guy explains all of this shit that I just told you. That's where I got it from. I got it from that document. What he's talking about. I what he did was um what it requires is for you to first of all, you have to study warrants. So what I did was I went into the law library looking for warrants, information on warrants. I cannot remember where I got it from because I got it from a law book in the jail. It was in county jail that I got. It was a book I had never seen before. And I can't remember the name of it. I apologize. But it was in, um, it was uh, here in Georgia. And uh, I'm trying to remember if I got it from the United States Code because I was looking through the United States Code. But I got it. It was a Georgia law book. Georgia had this book. Um, let me see if I remember the name of it. It's a green softback book, real thick. Um, I can't remember. I apologize. I can't remember the name of it, but at least this will be some sort of lead for you because you should study this first. But in that book, what I found out is that the magistrates get $5 for every warrant they sign and that warrants are are sent to the Treasury Department. It says it straight up in the book that I had. So a warrant is a check. You're going to find that out. It's a negotiable instrument. You're warranting something. Mm-hmm. And um, once, uh, just because somebody issues a warrant against you, it may not necessarily be a warrant to pick you up. Okay, so they'll come in and bring you in. And once you get in there, if you come in their office or their court, they got you. That's all I'm going to say on that. I think I gave you enough yeah. to lead you in the right direction. Because I get this question a lot. The reason I'm so resistant to answering it 
Some things I don't answer because of the degree of difficulty in achieving it, and people could wind up getting arrested. My first duty to all of y'all is don't get arrested because it can't do nothing if you get yeah. arrested. All right, you can't do exactly. that. You know this. You ever been in that jail? It's yeah. There ain't nobody gonna yeah. see you no paperwork. <laughs> Motherfuckers ain't calling. They ain't answering the goddamn phone. Ain't yeah. sending you that motherfucker. Don't want to let shit be mailed to you. You don't let you go to the law library once a month. All kind of shit starts going yeah. on. Then you're on a high level of difficulty once they get you behind them walls. Yeah. All right. So yeah, my first yeah. thing is I try to take people slow, you know, so they don't rush out there and try to do things because Yusuf L said do it. So that's why it ain't that I don't know the answer to it. It's that if I tell this person this, you know, that's kind of like opening up a can of worms type thing. But it is a question yeah. a lot of people have. But I will give you enough to start doing your research. You need to go to the mm-hmm. law library and research warrants, okay? And you need to go to your state codes and do it, okay? What a warrant is, search out everything you can find on warrants. Start with American Jurisprudence, Corpus Jurisdicundi, okay? And then you're going to go into the deeper thing, all right? But study that. But understand also that when somebody issues a warrant for you, it's not necessarily to arrest you. I'm going to tell you that also. Yeah. You got to understand what a warrant is. So study warrants and know what warrants are. Okay. Also, one of the things you can do is you can uh, issue a um, a W-9 to them and ask them for their tax ID number because when you're on probation, they want you to pay. Uh, they want you to pay. Well, you need to report that. You need to report yeah. them. So the first thing I would do, um, the thing I will tell you to do is you can do that nature of the remedy. Do that damn process first. All right, well, you, you know, because it's a tax, because all this is about taxes. It's about taxes. It's about ta- all this is negotiable. All of it is commercial. I'm trying to tell you, yeah. you know, change yeah. your, it's all fucking commercial. It's all commercial. It's all commercial. And, it, and, and, the, and the incarceration is coming from debtor's prison. In other words, you didn't yeah. pay. You didn't pay. Mm-hmm. All right, so we put you in jail. You know, it's debtor's prison. It's what they are, debtor's prison. It's not new. It started with Edward the First. Back in 1100, with the statute merchant. That's the first time they started doing it in England. It's not nothing new. It's not nothing new. It's not nothing new at all. They've been doing it a long time. Nothing they're doing, let me tell you something, nothing they are doing is new. All they have done is change the names on shit and change the form. Everything's been modernized. It's just been, you can see clearly what they're doing studying history. It's just been modern. I ain't changed yeah. shit. They just passing, they passing the same same shit on to their future generations. All the future generations are doing is updating it and modernizing it. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that's all I'm gonna say on that. You know, certain things. You know, like I'm just being honest with you. You know, and hopefully that's enough to get y'all started because that my that be the first thing somebody asks me a question like that. I'm like, damn. The motherfucker gonna have nerve, you know. I don't want nobody because I know what kind of nerve it takes in shit like that. You know, it takes yeah. nerve. Some of this shit takes nerve and balls to do. And if you and a lot of people ain't got the balls to do stuff, you know what I'm saying? They come back and blame you. Shit didn't work yeah. for you, but they ain't telling you. They folded up, and you know what they. Soon the people came in their face and said something to them. They folded up and got scared. They ain't telling you that part of it. So you know that's why I kind of refrain from some things because some things just ain't. You know, it just ain't filing paperwork. You got to really demonstrate 
they're going to put you to the test and really make you prove to them that you are who you say you are. And you got to be ready for that. That's why, that's why a lot of these processes don't work because people ain't ready to do, they ain't ready to deal with that part of it when it really gets to a situation where they going to like challenge you and test you on your fortitude. A lot of people now, ain't ready for ready for that challenge. That's why you got a verse in the Bible. It says, "Do not." It says, "Say, say they may put you in the jail for ten days. Be faithful unto death, and I should give you the crown of life." They tell you that right there. It's like, yeah, that tells yeah. you. Say you gonna. It tells you in the Bible you're gonna be tested. It says it just like use the word test. And the one that endures to the end gonna receive a crown of life. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Now, so it's um, like, so it's, you, you got to let me. Well, hold on. I'm gonna let you speak. Bible. They kind of operating through that too. You know, people, it ain't about what you believe in the Bible. If you believe in it or not, it they whether you believe in it or not, they using that. They operating from that. So it's not about what you believe in the Bible and nothing like that. You got to study that to kind of get get a sense of what is going on. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. What was your question? Yeah. Um. Before I ask my question, I want to um. Just say that I remember you saying that as well about this one, um, this one man who um, beat his case just by um, going from the um, scriptures of the Bible. I remember you said I got you know, and I got it. That was my first. That was my very first blog talk show I ever did. I'm I'm looking, and I used to have it on YouTube. I was I was looking through YouTube to see if anybody downloaded it and kept it, but that was my very first show I ever did. He's a Hebrew Israelite. He's a Hebrew Israelite, and um, I'm going to look through my I was looking through, I've been looking through my files trying to find that show. I can't find it. I think I got it on one of these hard drives around here somewhere. But that's the very first show. That's the very first interview I ever did. It was the very first interview yeah. I did when I started High Frequency Radio was with him. Because he got arrested. You know, they was doing the, the squatting of the houses. Okay, and he, he got held in jail for 21 months. Okay. And they had his trial date, and then he won. And I, he won. They had on news and everything. He, I couldn't believe it. He won the trial. He won. Yeah. All right. And how he won, he, I told you, he said every, day, every time he asked him a question, he answered with a verse. He used the property laws out of the Bible. They were the property laws in the Bible. What the Bible say? You know what just, you know just came to my head? That's, that's how Jesus uh, won all his debates. Or, or exactly. His he was just coming from what every time, yeah. every time those Pharisees and Sadducees yeah. came yeah. to Jesus, I, he started quoting the Torah. He said, "A bird can live in his nest, and a fox can yeah. live in his hole." But I everything, that's how he wanted. But um, the, the the this song that I wanted to ask um, the question. Now, all right, um, I had spoke with my probation officer about discharging, and she said, "Coach, I got ten years of um, probation." And she said, after two years, uh, if you've uh, been paying, you've been doing good, that they can offer it to the judge and get a discharge. Okay, now, two years. Okay, but my thing is that I had started my uh, secure part of the process when I was incarcerated. I had my father do or whatever. And, you know, when I got out, I had uh, got a job or whatever. But the thing is, I want to do my whole process over with. I mean, I want to do my whole process over. And... If I do my whole process over by me still being up under probation, will it still be as effective if I'm still under probation? People be doing it, they be in prison. What are you talking about? 
probation is incarceration. Yeah, I, mean, I hope you know that. Yeah, it's uh, incarceration. So, yeah, it'd be effective. And what do you think? One, what do you think they're saying in one man out? One man out. What he did was he was in prison, and yeah, it's effective. He filed all his paperwork while in prison. But I'm gonna tell you like this: when you incarcerated, I think that the number one thing that you have to do is rescind the social security number. Yeah. I think that's the number one thing. Because that bond that they got on you is being fed off of through the Social Security number. So you closing the account. Now, let me talk about the Social Security number. Closing the Social Security number does not get rid of the Social Security number. Doesn't eliminate it. Doesn't kill it. Doesn't do anything. It simply closes yeah, it for debit with, and credit. Yeah, that's what it closes it for yeah, it closes it for debits and credits and leaves it open for adjustment and set off. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what it is. That's what you're doing. All right, so when you read Aaron Coates' document, in a lot of places in there, you're going to hear him reference a closed account. He's going to say, use your closed account. He's talking about the Social Security number. Okay, and that's why you see yeah. in that documentation, he has forms in there to what? Get rid of the Social Security number. Okay, now there's yeah. a, we got a, a webinar on YouTube where we did a webinar on that. But um and I if you go to SBC University, I did a webinar on it too. But that's coming out of one man out. That's why that was on there. I just believe the social security number is the most important thing. Um uh, because uh this bid bond that everybody talks about, the lien yeah. that it is derived from is a lien on your social security account. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that would be that would be the first tie I would cut. You know, like I always tell you, know, we used to have this debate a lot, you know, should we do, should we rescind the social security number, not rescind the social security number? You know, back in the day, we used to have those discussions. The only motherfuckers who free say don't rescind it. All right. Those, those only motherfuckers that talk like that. Motherfucking prison ain't talking like that. Motherfucker got 30 years ain't talking like that. 20 years ain't talking. Rescind that motherfucker. Let me get out of jail. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, so you got two yeah. different mindsets on it. The first mindset yeah. really is rooted in they got this secret account they want to get this money from. It's greed mm-hmm. or some sort of uh, self-aggrandizement that it is rooted in. That it's some money in this account. You know, because that was the thing everybody was trying to get. Well, you have money in that account. That's your money, and you're entitled to it. And if you shut down the Social yeah. Security number, you're not going to be able to get that money that's yours. Okay. That's mm-hmm. where that comes from, all right? Whereas, you know, if you've ever had your freedom taken from you, you understand that that don't mean a goddamn thing. The most important thing is freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have your freedom ever been taken to you. don't give a damn about no damn money. Not like that. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't care yeah, about you your freedom. Whatever, you, you, you can do whatever you want to do when you get out. You can do whatever you want to do when you get out. You can do whatever you want to do <laughs> so you got those debates going yeah. on. Some people say don't rescind it. Some people say rescind it. From my research, uh, from what I can add to the conversation, if you are incarcerated, I definitely say then try to cut off there. Because when you cut it off, the reason you're doing a secure party, and there's a lot of people got this uh, this misunderstanding as well, is you're doing it to assist the United States. When you give them that bond and you start issuing those instruments, okay, they are supposed to use that instead of using the bonds that they're using, the bid bonds they're using to hold you in jail. It's supposed to be a subrogation, as they like to use. I subrogate that. You know, use this in place of that. 
that you're using. Yeah. Okay, because you're demonstrating that you're confident enough to handle your own commercial affairs. So right now they're doing everything for you because you're being deemed as incompetent. But once you demonstrate competency, you then take control of everything and you're doing it for them. They no longer need to incarcerate you and do all these different things. You know, I'll help you. You got to understand, well, what is the point of the government? Is it about justice? These motherfuckers ain't care about justice. They ain't about justice. They're about the national debt. That's the only fucking thing that matters in the United States, the national debt. Now, um, this, um, this, this, uh, this, yeah, this, this is my last question. Okay, now that um, I'm free. Okay, I'm trying to ask. I'm asking uh, for your advice, your opinion on this. Okay, right. uh, now that I'm free, uh, I done um, went through with my uh, secure part of process. Um, did my uh, master indemnity and uh, discharge bond. Um, cause I, I started, I had started the business and, you know, I've been working on my business, putting all I can into my business, um, rather than, you know, getting an employment or whatever. And by me going through my process now, again, being on probation, how would you, cause I see in, in your, in your step, um, in your instruction manual inside your um, secure party class. I say in an instruction manager, you have um, the three different trusts that we should set up. And I remember um, you saying to uh, put your, claim your social security number inside your trust. And and, right. and by, doing, by doing so, um, being under probation, is that, uh, I know that I'll control that. You know what I'm saying? I know that I'll control it, but how would I go about controlling that probation? Well, but the first thing, like that goes back to that goes back. Well, that's what I. Well, that goes back to what I. Well, that goes back to what I was telling you about balls and all that. First thing is you got to discharge the probation. I everything is about commerce. Okay, you owe a debt. Mm-hmm. You owe. You need to pay your debt to society. Okay, yeah. you need to pay your debt to society. All right. They mean that literally. That's a literal statement. All right. You have a yeah. debt that's on. All right. <laughs> you have to balance that. You have to balance the books. Remember earlier I said about nature, everything in nature is about balancement. The books are out of whack. Yeah. So you got to balance the books yeah. by giving them an asset. And then you got to assess it with the IRS. Okay. A lot of this stuff goes through the IRS, you know, an assessment. Now, it can get mm-hmm. kind of um, deep. Here's the thing where, where people don't understand about recontracting. All right, you can do all of that and recontract and be put back in the same place. All right. Yeah. You have yeah. to you have to that's why your mind gotta be strong and you know what you're doing for the mm-hmm. test to come. Because most people aren't ready for the test. That's the thing I gotta stress. The reason you're asking me how I'm gonna do that is because what you're looking for, well, if I do all this paperwork, it's all gonna disappear. No, it's not going to disappear like that. Okay, behind the scenes, it may have disappeared. But what they'll do is they'll come to you and act like ain't nothing happened. And it'll be up to you to stand firm and like, look, I know it happened. Y'all need to do what you're going to do. That's what 99% Mm -hmm. of the people can't do. That's uh, That's why you hear us say this is not meant for everyone. 
It's not meant for the mm-hmm. paperwork band. All right, they they just pushing paperwork. It's another side to go to this. Ain't just fucking paperwork. It's how you conduct yourself exactly. in court. It's how you conduct yourself in exactly. confrontation. All that kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It just ain't the paperwork. That's why he's talking about recontract. Yeah. Okay? You a sovereign. Yeah. Act like one. Exactly. exactly you know, yeah. you, you file sovereign paperwork, mm-hmm. but you still act like a goddamn slave. You still yeah. got in your mind <laughs> that the government is your master. You know, yeah. it's, those are the things. These people y'all look at that don't get arrested. Uh, you said, why these rich people never go to rich? Because they act like goddamn sovereigns. They ain't afraid. Like, yeah. they like, motherfucker, no. You know, it's like, you ain't finna put me in that cage the rest of them motherfuckers. Yeah. And, you know, one, thing that, I, one, thing, one, thing, one thing that I, um, that, but one thing that I noticed that hard for a lot of people to get through their head from the people I talked to about this is, um, they'll mention it inside that, um, um, creditors and their bonds. And it's two, it's two different, it's, it's you and it's the uh, artificial you, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people still look at themselves as the artificial. They, they, they think inside of hell, okay, it's me, and then I got my um, ends religious or my, um, or my um, person or my straw man. But the thing is that you have to know that it's you and that it's your straw man, that you're the one who have, the, um, that's why you're turning back over the straw man. That's why you have so to do all the reading. See, it takes a little time to convince yourself. Okay, it's like with um with the law of attraction. A lot of people ask, well, why doesn't the law of attraction work? Well, you haven't conditioned your mind for it to work. Okay, you may have to go through rituals for six months in order to get the law of attraction to work. It's more than just saying, "I am rich. I am rich. I am rich." No, you have yeah. to condition yeah. the subconscious mind. Once the subconscious mind has been conditioned, now it's a part of your being. It's, you, it's been inscribed on your heart, as they say in, as in Islam. Okay? So you have to inscribe this on your heart with understanding. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's what, you know, a lot of people ain't just read it. Like, all this information came to the general public, and a lot of um, people who are teaching and everything who ain't, don't got the experience of being in jail or being in court or something like that, they don't really have the answers down. They got to... They got an intellectual understanding of it. They know probably know what the paperwork means and things like that. But the other half of it, they yeah. ain't got. They ain't got the conduct down. When you get in adverse situations, or when you're in, like you know, I posted this thing with the attorney. Shut the fuck up, Friday. Okay, that's what he said. Yeah, you know, I, he says you invoke the fifth. Okay, and let me tell you about that. The reason I posted that because I had a client that that worked out so good for him. He got accused. He got accused of. Of, of an impropriety with a, a young lady. Okay, let me get a background. This happened like three months later. Okay, young lady came, said, you know, this man did something to me. But it's her word against his because nobody else was there. Just like with the Mike Tyson yeah. situation. All right, now the investigators called him and he was smart enough to go get the advice of an attorney. An attorney told him, don't, because what they'll do is they say, can you come down to the office for questioning, you which you'll never do. Uh, you'll never go down. You'll mm-hmm. never, ever, ever, if you are ever requested to go to an office, you don't never go. Think about the probation. All right. All yeah. right. So when they asked him to come down 
Uh, he come down to the office and everything. Uh, he refused to go. He called an attorney. Attorney told him. He said, he said the reason Mike Tyson got arrested because he said he had sex with the girl. Okay. The reason you remain silent, okay, is because they don't know you had sex with nobody or nothing. All they're trying to do is confirm that they don't need to know if a rape yeah. occurred or some sort of impropriety or nothing. All they want to know is did y'all have mm-hmm. sex? If you confirm for me that y'all had sex, I'm arresting your ass. And then I'm going to let a judge decide yeah. if you're innocent or guilty or not. All right? So you yeah. don't give them nothing. You don't give them nothing. You don't confirm nothing for them. All right? And that's what it's talking about, being silent. All right? Yeah. Being silent. All right? Because anything you say can and will be used against you. So this thing, mm-hmm. this advice that this attorney is giving on there, he's 100% correct. That's some of the best advice. Yeah. An attorney can't help you a lot if you don't open your goddamn mouth. Use this exactly, attorney yeah. after you open your mouth, it becomes very, very difficult for an attorney to help you. But if you keep your goddamn mouth quiet, he can assist you. He can assist you. He said the reason that Mike Tyson went to prison for one thing and one thing only is he confirmed he had sex with that girl. And he, in all interviews, he keep on saying it. He keep on saying it. Mm-hmm. If he had kept his mouth closed, it never would have happened. Because yeah. think about it. It's and, hard and, word against yeah. this. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that they you know put, the thing is that you have that that in your mind that fear, you know what I'm saying? That false evidence appearing real. That's what I you mean. What That's mean. what I mean. But the fear is the fear, and I've always said this: fear is expensive. I call fear mm-hmm. fear is expensive. It costs you a whole lot, you know. So one yeah. of the things I said to myself when I was going through my ordeal, I told myself, I said, I'm not going to be afraid. And I ain't going to waste my time because I understood fear is expensive. Yeah. I said, when I get in this courtroom, yeah. I cannot be afraid to say what I need to say. I don't give a fuck who it offends. <laughs> you know, nothing like that. I'm going to say what the fuck I need to say in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're here on my time and my dime and my business. All right, y'all ain't going to get in and railroad mm-hmm. me and do what the fuck you want to do with me. You know, because that's how they conduct yeah. the proceeding. They conduct the proceeding like your ass is already guilty. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? But you got to be able mm-hmm. and conduct yourself in a certain way to let them know, like, nah, it's not going down like this. You're dealing with someone who's educated and knows how to handle themselves yeah. in these particular situations. Hey, look, brother, mm-hmm. I got to go. I got to get off. I, look, I, look, I got to get off the line, too, because I got I got somewhere I got to be at 2 o'clock. But I'm going to okay. come back again tonight. I'm going to do a nighttime show because I, I, I want to talk to a lot of the other callers. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, set right. another show up for tonight at nine o'clock. Okay, if y'all want to call in tonight right. and speak with me, you can at uh, tonight. Okay, but right now I got somewhere okay. I got to be at two o'clock. I apologize. I went longer than I expected to go. You know, because I, I, I love yeah. getting, getting on the radio talking to y'all every day <laughs> about yeah. your stuff. But anyway, <laughs> thank you, brother. I, I appreciate you. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Peace. Okay, y'all, I'm sorry, man. God, dog, boy, light, boy, lit up, man. I've been gone a long time. Y'all lit the boy back up. Listen, y'all, I, I want to get to everyone's phone call. So tonight I'm going to start straight out. As soon as the show starts, I'm going to go straight to the phone lines, okay? Um, so be looking for a show to post tonight around 9 o'clock. But I got to go. I got to get off. I want to say peace to all the guys and goddesses. You've been listening to the hottest radio network on the planet. High Frequency Radio, y'all. I will see y'all tonight, okay? Peace to the guys, all right?
Peace. You're you're listening to Yusuf L. On the baddest radio network on the planet. High Frequency Radio. High frequency. frequency. Yeah. Yeah. Sync up. Sync up. Already. Already. Yay. I get up with the frequencies each and every morning. Thanks, practice, gratitude, commence brainstorming. Live.